Hi, this is Gabriela. And this is Brandy. And this is Good Gossip. How are you doing? Um, good. How's your week? It was good. It was my sister's birthday. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, drinks. Oh, wait, it already happened? Yes, uh, her birthday was Wednesday. So I met them for drinks. And you didn't tell me? I didn't even say happy birthday. Oh, okay. I thought, no. Why would you know? <laughs> I just assumed. Exactly. <laughs> she listens to this podcast all the time. <laughs> I know. She's going to be like, what the fuck, Brandy? Exactly. Well, <laughs> happy birthday. Yes. Thank you. Period. I let her know. <laughs> <laughs> that was me telling her right now. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, boy. We should get a comment from her when we post this episode. Yeah, did you hear that? Yes, please. Just a thank and you. And a Gmail. Yes. And repost the story. Thank <laughs> you. What does that even mean? It's like when you post something and then they will put it in their story. So everybody that she follows her will see it. That doesn't follow us. I like didn't extra even know that people. Yeah. That's why I repost everything that we do. So people that doesn't follow the, the podcast, Instagram, whoever follows me will see it. Well, I don't do that. Oh, okay. Vanessa, talk to Brandy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to help us out too much. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen my Instagram. I know. Uh, I have like boy people. Uh, really? Yeah. Mostly no lay family. Well, I mean, your family is <laughs> a big portion of our support. I know. Like so. this is 70%. <laughs> or more. All right. So what are we doing today? So today we're doing a book called A Head Full of, Go- Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. 2015 and and i don't remember how we picked this book i don't remember either i don't remember if you came across it and i said oh yes i read that but the way that i first read this book was that it was um uh what's the word i'm looking for a rejected book club oh like yes you told me option oh, okay 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 like somebody had brought in a handful of books for us to choose from and you know we'll read the summary and then we'll all kind of like weigh in but ultimately whoever's turn it is to pick the sides but uh, yeah this one was i uh, know taken time. off the table i think they should read it now i think they won't like it actually that's a great suggestion yeah except probably most of us have read it and i don't think that'll fly ah uh, that's true yeah yeah it wouldn't count. Because we're all like book nerds and every time somebody brings in a Like half of it, we'll be like, oh, we read it. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I was saying that somebody will bring in a handful of books as suggestions mm-hmm. and we'll write down every single title and, and then we write come <laughs> in. Everybody read them all. Yes, yes, that's true, that's true. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, sometimes people will be like, I read that, but yeah. I feel like it's not as often as you would think. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe they just well, read more. I feel th- like. I think people read there more than I do. So they're always talking like, when this happened, like, what is this book? So I have like a huge list in my phone. I think we feel that way because, I mean, this book club is 10, 11 years old. Oh, that's true. They got in a lot of books before we joined. That's true. I don't think you're very new. I've been in book club for like five or six years. I have like maybe two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's not new. That's true. I think you're the newest. (laughs) Yeah. uh, No. The, The one... That she works in the library? I think oh, she's the Cassie. last one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss her. Yeah, me too. All right. Anyways, <laughs> way off topic. Do you want to start the summary? 
No, you can start. No, that's what I meant. What do you mean? Do you want me to start the song? Yes, let's start. (laughs) (laughs) I quit that job a long time ago. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) You're like, I wasn't prepared for this. I was going to start sweating again because I almost like sweating. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. I wouldn't make you do that. Okay. So, there's a summary. Go. Okay. I'm going to read it how it looks at it. Basically, what I did first was I took it from the order of the book in the very beginning, but then I kind of yanked out the middle like I love to do when it's very repetitive, Mm -hmm. highlighted that, and then like stepped back into the book when I was ready. Okay. So, in the beginning of the book, (laughs) Meredith Barrett, who's called Mary, is being interviewed by a journalist called Rachel Neville. Neville, yeah. We don't need to know her name, but I liked <laughs> it, so I put it in there. <laughs> Anyways, Mary is 23 years old at the point at this point in time when she's being interviewed, and she's being interviewed about the events that happened years ago in her childhood home. And so obviously, not obviously, but suitably, is that the word I'm looking for? Well, I won't remember it, so... I don't want to have to pause a million times to yeah. remember words today. <laughs> <laughs> so fittingly, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, Rachel had gotten access to the childhood home. So we like we approached the novel with this 23 year old girl reminiscing about something terrible that happened in her youth while walking through. Okay. The set, the scene. Yeah. Of the crimes, if you will. Okay. Okay. Which I thought was really odd dramatic it was dramatic yes. it made me think of dust and mm. decay mm-hmm. and blood exactly yeah all that how happened. did you feel um i was just thinking like oh this people this person is gonna go back to her being an eight-year-old again uh-huh that's what i thought like she was gonna start yeah playing with dolls on the floor or something? no that she was gonna go back to being how she felt when she was that age because throughout the book she wasn't like a normal eight-year-old she no. tried to be, but she couldn't. I think she was a, a normal eight-year-old. Yeah, 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 but there's there's parts of it that I'm like, oh, yeah, you're getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be traumatized for sure. I think she turned out okay. Yeah. I hope so anyways, even though she's fictional. So True. they're in her childhood home, which is located in Beverly, Massachusetts, which is right near Salem, Massachusetts, which I'm sure many, 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 many people know no, of. You know, Salem Witch Trials. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Salem? Yes. Me too, this one time. (laughs) Yeah, one time. Like, I wouldn't go, like, again. Really? Why? I don't know. It's just a place that I will go once and that's it. Did you go at Halloween time? No. Well, that's the entire point. Ah, to go in Halloween? Yes. Oh, maybe that will be different, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's just, like, chaos, mayhem. People running around in costumes, like all of the, like everything's open. It's like going off season when you go in spring. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You should try it again at Halloween time. Yeah. Next year. We're busy this year. (laughs) Yeah, we can. (laughs) No, I know. So, the events that she is going to be interviewed about are surrounding her sister's, like, mental health collapse and this. Attempted exorcism. Did Mm -hmm. I say that right? Attempted exorcism. Yes. And as you pointed out a minute ago, she was eight years old at the time that it happened. 
So we get the point of view, fr- like the narration of the main story from an eight-year-old, mm-hmm. which is actually really cool, I think. Yes. And I it helps take a little bit of the edge off because yeah. I really didn't want to be one of those ghosts in Marjorie's head. Yeah, true. Like, no thanks. I think like the first pick, like the first one that we see that because I think we see from different point of view throughout mm-hmm. the book. But I thought it was so smart to take this type of theme or topic from an eight-year-old. Yeah. Like, it's already scary what she's seeing, but imagine seeing it as an adult. Yeah. Because when you're an adult, it becomes a lot more convoluted, a yeah. lot more complicated, and then all of these different factors weigh in. But when you're a kid, everything's very, like, good or bad, black or white. Yes. And she was like, okay, that was weird. And she would just walk away. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, I can tell something's wrong here, but... I'm not that worried. Yeah, let me just go play. Yeah, I'm going to go play soccer. Everything will be fine. So, after that whole introduction and they walk through the house and then they start their interview, we come to a chapter that is completely set outside of this. Yeah. And it's a blogger named Karen Brissett. Yeah. And she is covering the reality TV show called The Possession. And... This is, what's her name? Mary. Yeah, this is Mary. Just said her name. <laughs> yeah. This is Mary under an alias, and she now writes this blog. And so you find out, like, pretty soon on that it's her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly, only a couple chapters in, right? Yeah. I think it's only the second time the blog pops up. Because mm-hmm. it pops up here and there throughout. Yeah, the, yeah it does. But yeah. this is the only time I'm going to talk about the damn blog. Yeah. And so I'm just going to give you, basically, the feeling you get from it. Mm-hmm. She's extremely sarcastic. Yes. Um, she's trying to debunk everything in it, which, I mean, yeah, sure. And she's just, like, she insists that it's fictional. She's always making jokes about it. Like, you can tell that this is where she's channeling a lot of her mm-hmm. like anger and all everything. of that yeah. from the situation is in this blog, in this alias, in this totally sarcastic tone. Yeah. Um, did you like that blog part? No, I hated it. I hated it. It took when I was I, li- I was listening and reading at the same time and I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't like it. Like, like I, don't, I, I understand the point of that, like another point of view. Of mm-hmm. like how to see this story, but I didn't like their sarcasm. I didn't enjoy that part at all. I mean, I don't really know what the point was as far as point of view goes because she says it a couple of times, especially towards the end, that her her recollection of it is very very loose. Yeah, and yeah. that she's not sure if she's even remembering everything correctly, and memory is like really fluid. So I yeah. just I don't feel like it's even accurate True. trying to have her recall at age 23 and i feel like that is even like shown in some of her sarcasm mm-hmm. you know that she's frustrated that she can't remember maybe that's how she wants to deal with it i guess yeah mm-hmm. but i'm saying like i didn't i don't know if it really added anything is what i'm saying to the book mm, i don't think it did I was just really confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there wasn't a lot of it there. Ma- I think like twice. Yeah, no, it was definitely more than twice. Oh, okay. But um, maybe three times. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I wasn't that into it. But it does, I mean, like maybe the, 
maybe the point is that you get to see the whole episodes of the show that happened and because there's going to be a show and the show is basically a reality tv show that they make about the events and we'll get to that a little later but i think it's probably to just show you the episodes because you wouldn't really see them otherwise see them yeah and kind of like her anger towards how it was portrayed even and i think like that didn't help a lot of the situation whatsoever or maybe like to show what other like the what the audience saw instead of what we're seeing from her from Mary when she was eight years old. What audience? Whoever was watching the show, like she's explaining to us what's on the TV, is different from what we're reading. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, audience, <laughs> we are the audience, right? <laughs> We're the audience, correct? Yes. All right. I thought you meant like the people that would be watching it in the novel. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's <laughs> way too deep for me. Oh, that's what I meant. What? Why? <laughs> Why do we give a shit? <laughs> I'm dissected it's too us, much. It's us. Us. We're the audience. <laughs> We're reading it. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting like a view of the episodes and um, I forgot where I was going with that, okay. but maybe I'll remember later. So that's the whole blog thing. You're getting the episodes and you're seeing like how, I guess, those, that audience would see it. Yeah. I'm done with that. (laughs) My brain hurts. (laughs) Anywho. Oh, this was, I was, this is what I was originally going to say. She, through her summary of the first episode, she explains how they ended up in this bad situation in the first place. Because she talks about how, um, at the time that this started her dad lost his job and this was this whole like economic change where the middle class was like finally disappearing from the united states because i don't know if you guys know but there's like virtually no middle class in this country yeah and um he was not qualified to find a job that would have been as good as that one because it was something that he got like out of high school and you know like those days are gone yeah now you need like at least an associate's degree to have like the a shittiest of jobs of for bagging groceries something like that thank you mm-hmm. honestly Did they want you to have like um, a high school diploma yeah basically mm-hmm. like this is insane like well i remember applying for a job once and it was like required a high school diploma and i was like why <laughs> like just period under like i don't even want to work here now <laughs> this is ridiculous anyway um so that happened and so she does set up a whole lot of that and so it's kind of like where's the money gonna come from now how's dad gonna find a job he's gonna end up working somewhere way below what he was doing before now mom's at work and she hates it and Mm -hmm. everybody's feeling resentful and everybody's feeling the pressure yeah so we at least get that out of the blog i guess but i feel like there could have been a different tool for it because i just didn't like the tone i don't i didn't like the tone either yeah so Marjorie, who we've mentioned a couple times, as you probably guessed by now, is Mary's older sister, the one that has the problems. And they have a pretty close relationship beforehand. Like how she recalls their relationship. It's kind of like they like to read and create stories together. And, you know, she's really loving and affectionate towards her sister. And they just have all these inside jokes. They have a good time together. Yeah. And I mean, as Marjorie's like 14 when it mm-hmm. starts, I think. So, you know, she's getting to that age where you're not really going to want to be hanging out with your eight year old sister. And me personally, I found this wildly out of context because 
I'm like, no, unrealistic is the word I was thinking of. Because when I was 14, uh-huh. what was my sister like? Seven? Uh, I was not reading stories or creating stories with. I was I was not interested in what she was doing at all. Okay, yeah. Like I did, because you're close to your sister's ages. Yeah, but Vanessa will be maybe nine, and I'll be thirteen. That's only four years. Yeah, it's still a little bit relatable, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know, but I mean, seven and fourteen or eight. That's and 14, a big gap. I'm like, no thanks. Yeah, I'm in high school. Stop bothering me. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, stop bothering me. I can't even. I can't even think of something that we used to do together. I mean, I'm sure we hung out sometimes. We shared a room, but oh, okay. I mean, I. I used to sleep with my sister. Sometimes we did. I think we usually because um, she would have clothes in her bed and she was sleeping. <laughs> I think sometimes. Well, actually, it was uh, kind of cute. Sometimes we just wanted to sleep in the same bed, yeah. so instead of having our twin beds separate, we would push them together. So uh, it was okay. one big bed, That's and then cute. we would sleep like that. So yeah. I guess we did have some. Yeah, cute you moments. guys did. But I was much younger when we did that. But I think that writing the story is like stretching it. Yeah. Let's watch a movie together, like something like that. That would be exactly. more relatable. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So, anywho. I've lost my place for a second. Okay, so they used to read and create stories together, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, what could be attributed to the age difference or the age that she's at right now, like she starts distancing herself. Mm-hmm. But then they add in this whole, like, she's acting weird bit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> something's, starting to, <laughs> something's starting to smell here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It starts with this whole door shut rule. Like if a door is shut, you can't go in, blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was so cute the way that they described like Mary's vision of it. She's like, I don't know what's going on. But now when the door is shut, I have to knock. But sometimes I just can't wait and I have to rush in anyways. (laughs) And so it's just so adorable. Um, So, you know, that's how she's seeing it at first. So she she gets access to the room. Right. Mm -hmm. And she they're hanging out. And Marjorie's like, I have a story for you. Mm-hmm. so mary gets excited then marjorie she's holding a book that doesn't belong to her it belongs to mary mary's like well where'd you get that book uh-huh. and she was like well don't get mad at me but i snuck into your room while you were playing and i stole it <laughs> okay which uh-huh. ding ding first red flag <laughs> like so i snuck into your room while you were playing and you didn't even notice i'm like that's really creepy. Why didn't you just open, like, uh, knock yeah. on the door, open the door or whatever, yeah, and be okay. like, hey, Mary, I want to grab a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And she was like, you didn't even notice. Yeah, she was starting to be Anywho, so what she did was she stole this book, and in it she drew pictures of the uh, molasses flood in Boston. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know about it? No, I didn't know about well, it. Well, I did. Um, actually, I watched an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> And they covered it, and I don't remember too much about it, but there was, like, a massive flood in Boston. Something happened. Um, I can't remember. It Maybe it was about temperature, which is what Marjorie says, but I think also had something to do with construction. But these huge, like, uh, I want to call them silos, towers, oh, okay. that held molasses in uh, Boston. They collapsed, and a whole bunch of molasses, like, flooded oh. the streets and shit. It was, it was insane. What year was this? Like, old? Ah. Uh, I don't know, like late 1800s, early oh, 1900s, okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. There, well, there was like horses on the road. So, yeah, I think like 18, 19, no, 19. I don't know. It was like industrially, industrially oh, okay, time. Okay. I yeah. don't fucking know, girl. 
<laughs> you know, don't ask me, okay? <laughs> what was it? I was trying to tell somebody, I was like, oh, so the War of the Roses, that was in the 1100s, was it? <laughs> no, hun. No. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about time periods, but I just know that it, it was in the past. That really <laughs> happened. And it was actually a very tragic thing that happened. It took forever to clean up and it was just wild. So this is the story that she's telling to this eight-year-old girl. And yeah. instead of using, like, the characters they normally would, they're like she's using real people and a real situation and death. Mm-hmm. And Mary's like, what the hell kind of story is this? Where are our characters that she usually draws? Why aren't we in the story? And she's like, I don't think I want to be in the story. People are dying. And um, Marjorie is like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this story just came to me. I didn't look it up or anything. So you're the crazy one that's creating the story. She goes, it's real. I just woke up and it was in my head. Like voices are telling me. Okay. And then her posters on her walls, I guess they were like arranged really creepily with just like mm-hmm. body parts and shit showing. Yeah. And she's like, do you like the posters on my wall? Like just very intentional. I'm trying to figure out shit. Yes. On purpose. Yeah. But she starts off really smooth. Like we're going to have a great time. We're going to read a story. And so now you're like, all right, something's not right here. Yeah. And so now Mary's starting to get freaked out. Yeah. So what she does is she sets all these like alarm traps, you know, like she rigs it so that she'll know if somebody comes in her room or that she'll be woken up. If somebody comes in her room, like little triggers, that's scary that you have to do that too because you're scared somebody's going to come to your room exactly but from the point of view of an eight-year-old it yeah. looks adorable but if you step outside you're like wow this is very sad yes already yes, yeah and so she said um she sets all of this up right and then in the middle of the night or in the morning or whatever she wakes up to a note from marjorie and it was like so tonight I snuck into your room and I watched you sleep and you're so adorable when you sleep and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, and tomorrow night it's your turn. So after mom and dad go to sleep, you can sneak out and you can come in and then your prize will be you get another story. That is so fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And like what's even creepier is that none of the alarm things were triggered. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Did you read the book? You know, there's always details that you say that I'm like, oh my God, wow, yes. <laughs> I know. I do tell a lot of like, very detailed bits because this is the part where I'm just kind of like giving you the the meat of the story, like basically the creepiest yeah. parts. Mm-hmm. I left so out some of it because I'm yeah. like, we don't need to talk about masturbation. Oh, uh, no. No, blood, no, thank nope. you. No, thank you. Yeah. You can read the book if you want that. Yes, please. But I'm going to give you the stuff that like really affected. I think to kind of get the essence what the relationship was like and the changes that Mary had to go through with her sister. Yeah. Like yeah. this is Marjorie manipulating their relationship already. Yes. In the beginning. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. And then you see um, dinner later on. And so the dad, the one that lost his job, he hasn't been able to find another one. And it's been a substantial amount of time. And mm-hmm. so he's been turning more and more to religion to like lean on as a crutch Mm -hmm. it almost seems like an excuse but i don't want to go there it kind of goes there because i think um i don't know who who says that maybe maybe it must be mary because we're like reading from mary that her dad says like i didn't want to push it before i didn't want to bring this like he always was cautious not doing religion because the mom wasn't into it and I think that that actually says it. Like, I kept quiet long enough. Now I have to, I can't, I want to do it now. I think he's just desperate. I was talking about using religion as an excuse not to find a job. He uses it as an excuse? I said, from my point of view, it felt like that 
But then I was like, I'm not going to go there because there's nothing in the book to say that. It just seemed like easier to rely on some miracle from God than to actually go out there. Oh, I didn't get that part. I didn't get that from him or from the Well, I mean, like, why else are you leaning on this crutch? Like, what do you think is going to come out of it? Basically, is what I'm saying. Like no, I know what you mean. He's going to find God. And he's going to somehow like gain the skills or find yes, yes, some yes. resource. It's just an excuse. It is just an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's just a shitty situation. I mean, I'm like sure, and probably he looked, but also it's got to be disheartening to know, just to go to an interview and know that you're going to be told no. Yeah, and I think that puts more like resentment for the mom because they're so desperate. And he's just, she's just going to go with her. Like, I have this religion. I think that makes people... She's like, well, I don't have time for religion. I'm working. I need to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. This is all brewing <laughs> with Marjorie at the same time being creepy. I just pictured like a, a cauldron brewing. <laughs> Do you know like... In, have you seen Brave? Yes. Like when that witch is the... The witch is making the potion? No. And it like bubbles... Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, something like that. And uh, what's the other thing? When, okay, I'm going to stop. So... <laughs> Doesn't Hocus Pocus... What is the? They don't have one. Too? Yeah, but they're just like it. It doesn't like bubble. Ah, oh, doesn't bubble. Oh, okay. The cartoon ones, they bubble and the bubbles pop and then yeah, they slime do that. and there's yeah. different colors and they pull mm-hmm. shit out of it. Like well, this is what's happening in this house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So this is what's happening in the house. This is the spaghetti. <laughs> 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 I went there. Yeah. So anywho, um, they're at dinner and the dad brings up <laughs> Grace. Like maybe we should say Grace. Even when and the mom was like, we didn't have any meaning about this. When the mom, the dad says that, I was like, oh, he went there. Yeah. I'm like, he said it. He said it out loud. He said it Even me, I was like, oh, no, I don't think this is the time for I this. I know. Yeah. But this, this part was intense because <sighs> also in this conversation, we hear about Marjorie going to appointments. And because we're from an eight-year-old's point of view, she's like, is Marjorie sick? blah 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 like she doesn't understand like the weight of it like marjorie's going to these appointments they're like psychiatry appointments and mm-hmm. that like sick means something a lot different than a cold or a boo-boo or a boo-boo she's here <laughs> and uh marjorie starts almost starts to defend her dad like and then she's like well let me question this because oh, yeah, blah 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 blah, blah and on. heaven and this and that and she was like and how do you know that a ghost that you think is somebody you love isn't actually a demon? And blah, blah, blah. Like, she goes off. And it's creepy. It's creepy. And then she just silently leaves the room. Yes. <laughs> like, because she was like, oh, so you think you're talking to your mom, but it's actually a dead Beelzebub. Yeah. I was like, bitch, what the fuck are you reading? Uh, yes. Where yes. the fuck did this come from? Yeah. And no, they don't say great. And I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the mom was like, I told you so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this little one's like, what the actual <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah, she has no idea. No idea. So um, later on that night, Mary wakes up. These names are so close. It's going to be a struggle for me. <laughs> All of the names are a struggle for you. <laughs> I know. And they're like similar to us. So yeah. Yeah. The other day I forgot my own. So <laughs> really? I was like, is that my name? No, I'm joking. So um, she, she sneaks into um, Marjorie's room, like mm-hmm. the note told her to. And so she gets this story. And I was like, I didn't know I was reading The Ruins. 
Oh, she says something. Th- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a story yeah. about like these vines that are just eating people up yeah. and all of this shit. And they're just like taking over the world. So this is the ruins if the Mayans hadn't controlled the vines mm-hmm. and come to that whole peace talk situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And essentially what the movie The Ruins insinuates will happen because homegirl got out and she had all the vines uh, yeah, all over she, her. So yeah, true. This is, this is what would happen if the ruins actually... <laughs> continue if the ruins was the movie <laughs> yeah now if you had a happy ending mm, true <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, mary and marjorie in this story that she tells about these vines like they end up being the last two people in the world apparently and they somehow find out that their dad was slow like poisoning their mom and that's how their mom died and then he like went and put her body in the basement mm-hmm and then the dad went out to find food or whatever. And I guess Marjorie in the story was really, really sick. And somehow in finding their mom's body in the basement, she linked all of this together. She was like, oh, no, he must be slowly poisoning Marjorie, too. Blah, blah, blah. So basically the dad's killing everybody. I don't know why I went into all that detail. <laughs> basically, the dad's killing the family. And she's like, you need to remember this story. It's very important. Yeah. And then she starts talking to Mary. Marjorie starts talking to Mary about how she has this head full of ghosts and how she's sick and yeah. she mm-hmm. like doesn't know if she's going to get better and all this fucking scary shit to tell yeah, an eight-year-old in the middle of the fucking night after yeah. telling her a story about vines yeah, and their mom being dead in the basement. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I she th- even made the house they were in the same thing as her playhouse in her room. Yes, she did that. And then later on, she goes and draws a whole bunch of vines in the playhouse, which I don't have that story in here. Okay. I don't remember when the fuck happened. Yeah. But she like sneaks into Mary's room and she draws like all of these like people eating vines inside of her little cardboard box, whatever that she like goes into play with her dolls. I think I don't know when is when Mary starts saying like, I'm scared of her now. <laughs> like, I think after this story. Oh, yeah. She was like, already tentative yeah. right now. But like, like also. So this next part is like there's a night when Marjorie starts screaming and like talking really loudly. Mm-hmm. And so Mary sneaks out into the hallway and her parents are in the hallway trying to get um, Marjorie to open the door. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're just having a night terror and all this shit. And so when they finally get into the room, I think the dad just like busts the door open. Yeah. She's like climbing the fucking walls and talking in gibberish. Mm-hmm. And Mary sees that. And she's like, yes. I was a little scared, but now I am fully scared. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to this girl uh, right it now. It got real. This, is like, this shit's real. Why yeah. is she climbing? <laughs> Where is she going? Yeah. And like she was like, like, there were holes punched into the wall. She was climbing up in these holes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, I wanted to say spelunking, but isn't that the opposite? Like when you come down or when you go into caves? I don't know what that word means. And that's like when you go into like caves inside mountains and shit, I think. Ah, uh, okay. I don't know that word. that probably sounded terrible (laughs) that felt weird (laughs) anywho um so then the next scene that i talk about is mary um hiding under the table while the dad and the mom are arguing about letting the church into marjorie's treatment plan and the Mm -hmm. mom's like no i think that's a terrible idea why the fuck would we let that manipulate what we're doing Mm -hmm. with like this real life shit yeah and i mean like I don't I don't want to get into talks about religion, but I feel like she's right. Like, yeah. If you're following a medical plan, 
I think you should see it out for more than a couple freaking months. Exactly. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. Like, don't be throwing the church in already. I mean. And you're dealing with a kid, don't, not with yeah, an adult. So exactly. I think that it makes it harder. Yeah. And the mom even says that. She was like, are you serious? She's only like this many years old. Mm-hmm. So the dad in this conversation, he admits to like, he kind of puts himself in a corner accidentally, but he admits to skipping Marjorie's last mm-hmm. psychiatry appointment that he took her to. And um, instead they went to the church on a little rendezvous. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, I like, this made me so mad. Yeah. He was like, she was freaking out and he was saying all this stuff that she shouldn't be saying and, blah, 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 and I didn't know what to do. And you just don't understand. Like when he said that, I even, I was like, excuse me, <laughs> huh? Like, I've been doing all that in heels and going to work. Yes. Oh, my God. That reminds me. Because I was watching um one of the drag race things. Like, one of the... I can't remember which one. Mm, Holland. And one of the queens was, like, telling, asking one of the judges. And you know all these judges are in, like, fashion or mm-hmm. music or something. Mm-hmm. Like, she made a comment about the shoes the queen was wearing. And the queen came back with, well, I don't know if you know what it feels like to walk around in them all day. Oh, and yeah. the woman just like kicked her heel up onto the uh, desk and was like, um, yeah, yeah. Hon, <laughs> the fuck. That's why I can say something. I was just like, what the fuck? Who are you? <laughs> like, don't even fucking do that. Don't compare that. Like, this is how I felt. Yeah. Me like too. in that moment when I had watched that episode and that happened, mm-hmm. this is how I felt <laughs> when I read this. I was like, yes, I've worn heels all day. Yeah. That's what I said out loud after reading the sentence. <laughs> no, when he said it, I, I, th- I think I was at work and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, and the mom is like, yes, when, what do you think I go through every time just because you went to one and you couldn't do it? Anywho. That's why she's, the treatment is not working. This is going to turn into another podcast if we don't come down. <laughs> it takes two people. It really, like, honestly, though. Yeah. I don't think. Like talking about mental illness and having a a, a kid, a for a teenager, they're already like going through shit hormonally, and then on top of that mental illness, you need a team. You, you guys yes. need to be a team to deal with her. Yes, and also, like speaking to that, like religion, even in the time of this novel, because this is pretty. This is a pretty contemporary novel. Like yeah. this is the mm-hmm. 2010s, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like it's such a hot. Yeah. topic mm-hmm. to be pushing onto yes. a 14 year old that's already going through this yeah if it wasn't part of your family i don't think this is the right time to introduce it exactly and that's all the mom is trying to say and this guy is just like you don't get it it's gonna be good for her oh for you and i just want to be like you don't understand mental illness Not so please all. stop mm-hmm. yeah why don't you have this conversation with her doctor instead? But you actually have to go inside the office. <laughs> Facts. Okay. So the next conversation that I went over was the sunroom conversation between Mary and Marjorie. Mm-hmm. And so Marjorie's chilling in the sunroom. Da, da, da. Her parents are like, you need to get out of your room more often. Okay. And where this goes is, I, I don't remember how they get to this point, but Marjorie is telling Mary, like, I sneak into your room while you're asleep and I pinch your nose shut oh, and I watch yeah. you and I see how long it takes 
for you to like breathe through your mouth or so, some weird shit. And then she's like, and then I picture me going inside. I think she says something about going inside with pliers. And then she's like, but never mind. No, I just picture my hand going inside. And essentially she was talking about grabbing her uvula or her tongue or something. Uh-huh. I think it was the uvula. Mm-hmm. And like growing claws and ripping it out. And then she's like, and then there's going to be blood. There's going to be so much blood like you never even knew could be. Yeah. Like, how did we get here? <laughs> how the fuck did we get here? We're in the sunroom. What do this we is pray a for happy this? Fucking room. <laughs> What's the prayer for this? Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think the parents know that this is happening between them. No, I think um, Mary only admits to the creepy story. Yeah. Like one of the creepy Something stories she tells. No, yeah. She's mm-hmm. not. They don't know this is happening because I yeah. think it will change. Like yeah. the mom will freak out way more. But also, you have to remember, they have a close relationship. And Mary really wants to keep that relationship. Of I mean, course. she loves her older sister. Yeah. So, wh- like, a lot of the time, Marjorie's like, don't tell mom. Don't tell dad. Of course, she's eight. You can manipulate a eight-year-old. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is deep. This is heavy. She doesn't understand how important Mm-mm. it is to tell this story. Yes. So, I mean... That happened. <laughs> that was horrifying for me. Yeah. I was like, whoa, 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 calm down. Yeah. I think after that, that Mary got, like, she was like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're breaking up. We're, they broke up. <laughs> yeah. And then after this, my bullet point says, we get the idea. Yeah. Okay. We understand you want blood. Yeah. She, um, I mean, there are some other bits that happen throughout about, like, like we said, just, it just gets really, like, scene setting. But one of the things that they do introduce at one point is that Marjorie tells Mary she's faking it and that she's faking it because the family needs money and they're going to start this whole reality TV show like The Possession, the one the bloggers writing about mm-hmm. and about how um, she'll stop eventually and all of this stuff. And so then, you know, Mary starts to try to trust her a little more. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's not really working. She's still scared as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like, the only thing that really develops outside of that. I didn't really want to go into every creepy thing that Well, she does a lot of creepy. Marjorie if you read the book, it's better. Yeah. Better? Yeah, if you want to <laughs> <laughs> get creeped out. So, um, eventually, they do turn to the church and the television. Mm-hmm. Bad combination. Just do one. Yep. Two is too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't believe that they were zero? doing it. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they were doing the TV show. Me neither. I was like, this is such a bad idea. Like, oh, I couldn't. Like, yeah. I was like, let's add the stress of a constant TV crew. Uh, yeah. Forcing to, uh, you to do things you really shouldn't be doing and have conversations you don't want to have. Awful. You just film this girl. And like, they don't even care about whether or not it's going to be good for the family's dynamic yeah, or whether or not it's going to be good for Marjorie's health. They really only care about good TV. Yeah, of course. That's really how the show is. Yeah. Exploit whatever, the family or the individual. I mean, think about how many people on reality TV have breakdowns. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is so exposing. It is. And like I the, don't think there's the constant never stress of it. There's never a happy ending for that reality show. I can't imagine how, m- how many like episodes of hypertension we have <laughs> from reality television. That's true. Honestly, that's a study I would love to do. No, that's... That's like before and after uh, blah, blah, blah. before and after hypertension rates and reality <laughs> TV show stars. Well, I only watch 90 days and I get <laughs> mad and I'm like, why am I getting mad? This is fake. Like, do calm you know, down. Do you know what I told my dad? Once? 
<laughs> he used to watch um what was it oh american pickers uh, okay i don't remember their names but like the the like the chubbier one uh-huh okay don't get mad at me i'm not fat shaming yeah i'm just saying like he's a handsome guy yeah, he, yeah, yeah. they're all the ones skinny as fuck yeah 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 so he he used to always be the harsher one Okay. When it came to haggling, like he didn't want to give up mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. And my dad would be so mad. Yeah. He'd be like, what the fuck? This guy's so fucking cheap. Blah, blah, blah. And he would lose it. And he'd yeah. be yelling at the TV screen. And, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and finally, he was like, Dad, I am not going to allow you to watch this anymore. <laughs> I really don't think it's good for your health. <laughs> and every time he would like put on the TV guide that he was going to watch American oh Figures, I'm like, all right, but if your blood pressure gets too high, I'm turning it off. It's for your own good that I'm doing this. He'd be like red and he's black. <laughs> I'm like, like how is you this need happening? to calm down. <laughs> and it's true. Like, um, I, that's the only, I, that's the only trashy show that I allow myself to watch. It's 90, 90 days. days. That's the only one that I watch. Cause I, even when I'm watching it, I'm like, my cells are dying right now. <laughs> like for, yeah, no, they're like, and even like, um, the Kim Kardashians, like there's, sh- I mean, the Kim Kardashians, there's only one Kim. Well, you're the not The Kardashians. Lying. And I'm like, I have seen like clips here and there. And for example, like I might job somebody left it on. They were doing the overnight. So it's on like in the background. So mm-hmm. I sat down and I'm like, I can watch this. I can't like, I think it's my brain. It's like f- getting fried when I watch something like that. I think there's, I think a lot of people watch this, watch this kind of shows just like, oh, just something I don't have to put my mind in it. That's another study we could do. Your IQ level before and after no, watching the yes, I c- like, And now Alex is watching this show. It's like a fake. It's like, it's from Canada. And it's people that live in a trailer park. Uh-huh. It's so trashy. So when he put it, when he put it on and I'm like, wait, it, is like, that the one that's named after a, a town or something? I don't know. So I was when I started watching it, I'm like, wait, am I supposed to take this serious? Like, I don't get it. I wasn't getting it. My, my, is my, it reality my. TV? No, no, no. It's like a show, but they make it seem like it's a reality oh, okay. show. It's like like type of like The Office, something like that. Okay, yeah. But my mind couldn't like, Alex is like, I think you are being too smart about this. I don't think that's where your brain yeah. needs to be. You need to you relax. You need to just take it at face value. Yes. And he's like, that's how I put it on because I'm thinking about something. I'm not even watching it. Yeah. Every now and then you can look up and laugh. I can't. All the time I'm like, I can't. I don't even watch it because I don't get it. It bothers me. Really? Yeah. Okay, I don't do know. you watch The Office? Yeah. I watch like clips here and there and I laugh a little bit. But this one, I'm like, I don't think I can. I never watched The Office um, consecutively, but yeah, I would catch it here and there if it was on at work. And mm. yeah, mm. I don't know. I feel like we got way off topic. Yes. What were we even talking about? We're talking about reality shows. I'm not. I'm not really into reality shows. I don't like it. It's like the only thing I watch on TV. I love trashy TV. I don't want to have to think when I'm watching television. Oh, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like some people like that. I don't like that. I'd be watching um, what's that show? Married at First Sight. That took me a long fucking time. We I we watched uh, like we were uh, we watch a lot of trashy shows like during the lockdown and stuff like that. So we did watch that, but you do get into it. Oh yeah. And I'm like, calm down. This is fucking fake. This is not my life. Relax. Like, and that's the purpose of that, this reality show. And I think you don't want um you want the drama. You were like the worst that can happen. You're like yes, 
this is good reality because it's like people like fighting. You want Aunt Fisa. Gosh, it was great. I love Aunt Fisa. I just sent my, my red bag. Oh my god, I just sent my sisters that clip. I love it. <laughs> wow, okay, I'm sorry. We, we got too excited. We just talked about that for way too long. Okay. And I say I didn't like Josh's shows, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're like, yes, the red bag. The red bag with the makeup. All right. Okay. So, wow, okay. I think that was our worst digression yet. <laughs> so our next mini episode will be about reality television. We should do that. <laughs> Anywho, um, so yeah, they're letting camera crews in. Shame on me, my cell phone just went off. And uh, the church is also involved because they're going to try to exercise a demon out of this teenager. Mm -hmm. What a terrible fucking idea. But, I mean, there would be no book if we weren't at this point. Exactly, yeah. So. um, If she got the treatment, will be the end. I know. (laughs) What a happy fucking ending. That's a different book entirely. Uh, what is that book? I don't it's know. kind of a funny story. Okay, yeah, let's not go there. Okay, I mean it's not a bad book or anything, but I like th- that's the ending you get. Like they they get treatment. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Anywho, and so and they made a movie. Mm, it might be a movie. Yeah, is it, is it on Netflix? I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. This is a movie still happened in theaters. Right now? <laughs> no, I mean like. <laughs> It wasn't like, oh, is it on Netflix? It was like, oh, okay. So I don't remember. I I saw it in the time before. You would be like, is it on Netflix? Oh, okay. I mean, Netflix was still a thing, but not like that. Anywho, um, so the TV show. I don't remember why I wrote Possession versus Paranoid Schizophrenia. I don't. I thought we were gonna dive into that, but we're not because I don't remember. So they start filming this TV show because they need the money and. The only thing that I really like liked about this part was that Mary got to have her own little camera, mm-hmm. like that guy that gave her his her own little camera. I thought that was really clever mm-hmm. because she was using up too much time in the confessional room and she was like, you know, she needed attention. Yeah. Nobody was paying attention Nobody. to her and her parents would like give this like cursory acknowledgement of it, but didn't do anything for it yeah i think she says that that she saw that everybody was doing something that everybody was being part of the reality show she's like i felt like i needed to say something so i would she would just lie she lied like in the confessional yeah she's like i just needed to do something i think also like she sees all this stuff as helping the family helping marjorie and she wants to help let's give them a good show Something like that. Exactly. And because that's what Marjorie's acting like she's doing. I'm Mm -hmm. lying. I'm giving them a show. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get scared. And it's like, okay, but how is an eight-year-old going to compete with that? Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't. And so she gets her own camera. And she ends up, like, catching some creepy shit on it, too. I don't remember that scene that very well, though. What was that? Like, she captures marjorie coming into her room at night and then she does something weird like levitates or whatever yeah she does something i don't remember yeah yeah i don't remember but um mostly it's just her figuring out her emotions through having this camera Mm -hmm. and i think it also kind of helps her like set up the creative person that she's going to become Mm -hmm. because she does become a person like a blogger a like a writer, and she does a lot of critiques of 
film. Yeah, she does that. Yeah. All the, yeah. And that's something that she becomes pretty passionate about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's odd for your passion to stem from yeah, it's such like a terrible place. Through, like uh, you said throughout the book, you say, like, this is Hugh, but also at the same time, like, oh, yeah, it comes. She's been Hugh because she's an aerial but she's been pushed to do those things yes yeah so that's the sad part i'm like Like it's it's like mm, i don't know how to explain that no you did like that's exactly it it just gives you like all of those good feelings but then when you stop and you think about it you're like i shouldn't be having good feelings about this yes yeah i know what you mean yeah you're like am i a bad person (laughs) and the answer is no i'm sorry there's a part when she is like She's sitting somewhere and her parents come and she was like, I, I f- she says, like, I felt like I needed to do something to make them laugh because I didn't feel safe in their eyes. Like looking at, their sh- at her parents, she couldn't feel safe. Yeah. So she's like, let me act, make them happy. So like uh, the tension in the room will change. Like, like an fe- eight year old needed to do that. Yeah. Like her feelings of isolation are very real. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I could do anything I want. Like she was in the basement just like taking down boxes and shit. And she was like, yeah, yeah. nobody's paying attention. So I'm just going to go get what I want. Yeah. Like, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So then. um, So what's going on with the possession part is like, you know, you do have to reach out to the clergy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was not going to come up with a word. Um, <laughs> but I was like, also, what's the B word? The bishop. Yeah, the bishop is the one that authorized. Aren't they like it. regional manners, managers? Yes, they are. Okay. So you have to reach out to the bishop mm-hmm. to request permission to perform an exorcism. And so the guy that comes in. Not good. To determine whether. Oh, maybe that's why I did possession versus paranoid burning. <laughs> That comes in to determine whether or not there's a demon inside of her. I feel like it took almost nothing. Yes. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is odd. Yes, exactly. And we're like, okay. Not good at all. And then um, besides that, um, didn't they talk about the Pope doing some shit? They were like, oh, the Pope did an exorcism. Yeah, he performed it. Because uh, they were trying to uh, make the mom comfortable with it. And they like the Pope did it. Yeah. And she was like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, who cares the Pope Well, did also, it? they were worried about recording it. Oh, so the Pope did it, like, live. And so they were like, oh, well, it. the Pope did it on TV, so. Yeah, when they say Not that. Not on TV, on When video. they say that, and I kept just thinking, even if she's possessed or she's not possessed, whatever she is, she's a kid. This discussion should include only things about her. And those people immediately surrounding her. It should not be about whether the Pope did it or not. Yes. I was like, But my question was, was that real? I don't know. Maybe. I just didn't know if maybe you knew. Because no. I didn't even bother to look it up. Cause I was no, like, I don't know. Maybe. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how I felt about it. And I was like, interesting. But not enough for me to hit Google. I don't think they will do it live. For what maybe. I read. Like the exorcism, I don't think they will do it live. I think it was like somebody recorded it and then uploaded it. Oh, or, I don't oh know. Okay, or it okay, was allowed okay. to be recorded or something, and I don't even know. Anywho, um, so there was all this lead up to the exorcism, but then the but the, the exorcism happens, and beforehand, Marjorie manipulates the situation to make sure that Mary is present, and mm-hmm. tries to make it seem like this demon inside of her is doing it. Yeah, and 
I couldn't quite figure out why she wanted her present. Maybe she was the easiest person to get a reaction out of, or yeah. if she was just really enjoying the, the fuck torturing, out of, like torturing her sister. I yeah. didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't understand either. When uh, when I was reading the book, I was going back and forth. I was guessing what the book was going to be. So I'm like, okay, so this is about mental illness. And then I will be like, oh, maybe she is possessed. I, I think the book keep you that way. I think that's the point of the entire book because you can believe whatever you want to believe if you believe in possession or not. And with that part when she was insisting to the sister to be there, I think she just did it out of like she was enjoying torturing her sister and then their parents are like okay <laughs> i just kept thinking where why are the parents not being parents well i mean her argument was really convincing and she had been acting very normal yeah but like i think if you if the mom i don't know maybe i'm judging the mom did hesitate yeah she she's the one that started to like kind of put it up like her but then they kind of just gave it up to mary mary was like are you okay with that? And I'm like, she's it's eight. eight. Exactly. That's what I'm like. She's going to say yes. Of course. Because she's like, of course I'm going to help my sister. Yeah. She's like, if that's what I have to do to help my sister. Let's go to, to the other side. And I'm like, you know all these other terrible things she's done. Yeah. Why in the shit would she let an eight-year-old come in for this? Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad She shouldn't bad even decision. be in the house. True. She would, she if you believe there's a demon that's about to be set loose in your house, you do not have your eight-year-old present. <coughs> Just yeah. saying. That's true. I never at any point, the first time, because I read this before, the mm -hmm. first time that I read this book or now, not at any point did I think that there was a demon inside of this girl. I thought she was extremely sick. Yeah. And I thought that all of us seeing these miraculous things that happen or demonic things that happen mm -hmm. was because we were seeing it from the point of view of an eight-year-old. Yes. Yeah. Who was being like told exactly what was happening? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like that's. But I think th I th that was only in the beginning because I, the further we go, I'm like, oh, she's 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 sick. sick for sure. I mean, no, I started questioning myself the further we went. Oh really? Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, wait, fourteen year old girl really want to do that? Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I would. Yeah. I know. Anywho, um, we're a little off topic now. Not really, and um, so. They go in, they do this exorcism, you know, the TV crew sets it up, like, very nice and airy. Mm -hmm. There's white carpet. They got the window open in the middle of the night. Kindles fucking Massachusetts. It's <laughs> cold, motherfucker. I know. I thought it's a little chilly in here. Maybe it's demonic. And it's like, no, bitch. It's fucking cold. This is New England. Yes. You shut the window. They say that, like, a couple of times about yeah. the temperature. And I'm like, you just open the door. But that's not a difficult one. Yeah, to guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that happens. I'm absolutely not getting into the exorcism. It's an exorcism. Yeah. You know what happens. Yes. And uh, it's actually not even like too uh, happening, if you will, compared yeah. to the other shit that happens. But basically, the culmination of this scene is that Mary runs away and she's down at the bottom of the staircase. And they tried to explain the layout of this house 500,000 times. I, I didn't, didn't get, get it, it either. Yeah. But somehow they have this really odd staircase that does like this triple bend. And so she's up on the second floor. Um, Marjorie is and she like jumps over the banister and like launches herself down it's like Mary wait for me yeah <laughs> like obviously in front of Mary I, what did I write I wrote moderately uh, accruing moderate injuries <laughs> I was like <laughs> I'm like oh my god she's dead she's not dead I know and then she's like and then after you came I'm like oh my god she didn't die 
Like how? <laughs> it's one story. I thought you because when they're to, like you're talking about the layout, I thought it was like very high. I didn't understand it. It's either. a first floor and a fucking second floor. I don't know. I think I'll die. <laughs> no, it's just like I don't. I think that the reason <coughs> they set it up like that is because to understand why it would have why they would have been in the positions that they were in. Okay. Like how she would have been looking up the way she was and to have seen Marjorie like that. Mm -hmm. The staircase couldn't have just been traditional. Okay. Because then that wouldn't happen. And she wouldn't have been able to jump down the stairs and land that close to her. Oh, okay, okay. okay. If she was like jumping down a regular staircase, she would have just fallen down it. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a staircase at my mom's house that it like you go up a little bit and then there's a plateau and then you go up <coughs> like two more steps into the plateau and then you go up the uh, rest of it. Okay. So it's like one of those that mm -hmm. turn. And so I like, I understood the staircase, what it looked like because we have had one, but mm. it's only like five steps, then two and then five. Oh, okay. 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 So it's not like huge, but I mean... It's still, I wouldn't throw all myself from that thing. No, but it's yeah. not like that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just kind of launched herself from the banister. So it was like very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Anywho, um, they considered it um, a suicide attempt, though. And she ended mm -hmm. up in the hospital. She like broke a leg or something. I don't even know. She broke something. Yeah, she has to did. be in a boot, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so now all the cameras leave and there's just like this very melancholy atmosphere. And now if Mary was being ignored before, now she's <laughs> stranded on uh, <laughs> fucking Gilligan's Island yeah. because holy <coughs> shit. Well, not Gilligan's Island. There's plenty of people over there. But how about the island in um, Wilson? Castaway. Castaway, yeah. Yeah, she's up on that <laughs> island after he gets rescued. <laughs> and she's really feeling it. Yeah. She's like, nobody... Even knows I'm alive. Well, she stopped talking. She stopped talking, yeah, but yeah. not in the very beginning. No, I know. Yeah. But it's kind of sad that uh, I think it's something like about like about uh, like Christmas tree, right? Yeah. They and after, and I'm like, for like that year old stops talking, that's like something. Like, eight year olds will talk like crazy. And she doesn't want to talk after what happened to the sister. Like, But no. I think they said it's something that she did. she had done before. Oh, okay, okay. And um, I've done stuff like that. In a week. Yeah. Like in a week. Oh, you're a little more dramatic than yeah, me. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of bratty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it wouldn't have been that weird for me to stop talking for a chunk of the day, but probably not multiple days. <laughs> and I, I, I've definitely made signs before. <laughs> like she did. Yeah. <laughs> I, and yeah. you know. I don't, know where, I don't know where I got the idea. Maybe it was on TV or something. I don't okay, know. Okay. That's funny. Maybe I was like, I want to see just how it feels. I, I have no idea why I would do that, <laughs> but it wasn't a Christmas tree. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just kind of gives you that whole sense of like the cushion that was provided, even though it was really annoying and stressful, like, they provided kind of a barrier for the family to have to actually deal with what was going on. And now mm -hmm. they're gone. And the family was like, okay, well, shit. What now are we doing dad now? still doesn't have a job. Mm -hmm. Mom's still fucking Depressed. losing her mind. Yeah. And, well, I shouldn't say it like that. But, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And then Marjorie is, like, Chilling. somewhat <laughs> chill as compared to before. But, mm. I mean, whatever. And now this kid's just. Yeah, because during the time that they had the reality show, she didn't continue her treatment. No, they they don't talk about appointments or anything at all. 
after that. Or maybe they didn't have to. I don't know. I know that they had called in another doctor to help with the decision about whether or not she was possessed. I don't think she was under the care of that doctor, but at some point she was under the care of a doctor. Okay, okay. I don't know if maybe they just told me. them about mm-hmm. the exorcism or not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly, though. I don't mm-hmm. remember if they even mentioned it. Yeah. But she certainly goes back under the care of a doctor after she jumps off that banister. Oh, yeah. She has to. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to come out of my synopsis part okay. and back into the novel. So the novel brings us back out to the interviewer. Now, it's done this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like, we get little snippets <coughs> of... um. 23-year-old Mary talking to the interviewer and talking about how she feels about her and talking about where she lives now and blah, 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 and all of her jobs. And Who gives a shit? Not important. We don't care about the 23-year-old Mary. Yeah. I mean, like, actually, she seems pretty chill. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I can't believe you're still living like this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but cool, cool, cool. Um, and they're in a coffee shop, and they're discussing theories on who poisoned the family. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, shit. I thought maybe this was coming, but <laughs> I guess this is where we're going. And it starts to get awkward. Yeah. There's police reports and everything. Yeah. And like now the interviewer is talking about fingerprints and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and um, then they launch into the story about the day it was done. So I just wanted to like take us back out just to remember that this is an interview yeah before we step back into what happened because mm-hmm. we're only going to go back into what happened like the story part just for a second okay because that's how it happens mm-hmm. so she they have that discussion and then mary's just very honestly is like all right well my recollection has been shoddy at best but this part is even worse so i'm gonna let you know that she says but i'm gonna tell you how i remember it she's like you can block me after this yeah <laughs> So the day it was done, Marjorie tells Mary a story. <laughs> Another fucking story. This time it's a real story. It's true crime. Yeah. It's from the fucking internet. True crime. She's showing her pictures. Ah, okay. Do you okay. remember that? Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. She's on like a well. No, I'm kidding. I think there's Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah by the time she summer, has yeah. like a MacBook and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, she has a MacBook. There's Wi-Fi. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. And uh, so. Marjorie's telling her like these true crime stories of <coughs> situations where dads have killed their families. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? This is so terrible. Yeah. And she's showing her like these terrible pictures and shit. And she's just keeps stressing the importance of it. And she's like, I really need you to understand and think about this. And I really just need you to think as hard as you can. Like she's eight. Uh huh. She's horrified. Even me. If you need to pull something out of this, you need to spell it out. <laughs> Because I'm still not getting it either. And I'm not eight. <laughs> and so then um, they set this plan, right? And so the plan, as Mary understands it, is that they're going to spike the spaghetti sauce for dinner mm-hmm. with enough poison mm-hmm. to knock their parents out. Yeah. Now, where are we getting this poison from? The dad. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, the dad needed to polish something. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the church had um, something cyanide. Mm-hmm. and potassium cyanide and and he got some off this guy you know it was a drug deal and uh marjorie went and found it she was like wow um i think dad's trying to um kill us because i found this uh poison 
And so what we're going to do is we're just going to like put, put a little in there because we need to knock them out because we need to run the fuck away. Yeah, because she's like, and mom is also praying now. Mm-hmm. So she already turned mom. She's in the cult. Yeah. Yeah, the children of God. <laughs> now, Mary's a little <laughs> suspicious about this. She's <laughs> like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And Marjorie, because the thing is, Mary does not eat red sauce. Mm-hmm. So if they spike the spaghetti sauce essentially Marjorie would have to eat it, right? Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, I'm going to beg off because I'm going to have a stomach ache, so I'm just going to put butter just like you, okay? Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, because she's eight. Mm-hmm. And so Mary's the one who goes and requests spaghetti for dinner via her signs, mm-hmm. right? And then Marjorie gives Mary the jar of poison and is like, you're going to have to go mix it into the sauce because I just realized I got this boot on my leg and I can't go out there. They're going to know. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to know that I'm walking there. So now she's being manipulated into actually doing the poisoning. Yeah. And she's like, so I took some of the poison out of the jar for you. So you can just throw this in there. Just a little bit. Yeah. No, she said she took some of the poison out of the jar. She was just dump this in there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know, mix it up like the cauldron. Yeah. That we were Bubbling. referring to earlier. Yes. Yes. The brave cauldron, not the hocus pocus cauldron. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. I was thinking of one of those that they pulled a sword out of. I don't know. Oh, you know what I might be thinking of? Lord of the Rings. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched those movies. I have no Okay, idea. so I watched one. <laughs> no, I've watched two. Um, I've watched two of them. Um, the second one I saw in the movie theaters uh, with Lauren and family. And if I'm being honest, we were barely paying attention. Oh, okay. All I remember is that they were gathering people. Oh, that might have been the first one, actually. I don't know. There were trees. There were trees that were going to war. That's all I remember for the second one. But the first one, I've intentionally watched it at least two or three times and i've not soaked it in whatsoever oh wow and they're long right yeah Yeah. i never one time i went home sick from lance because i had um the flu or some shit Mm -hmm. and i remember going home and thinking I'm going to watch The Lord of the Rings because I got nothing better to do. And I <laughs> fell asleep every fucking 10 minutes. It took me the entire weekend to watch it. Anyways, oh, God, we're so bad. Okay. What's the one when they pull a sword out of a cauldron? I don't know. It's a cartoon. Arthur? No. No, 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 no. I'll think about it. Anyways, um, so she, like, Mary goes and she poisons the fucking spaghetti sauce, right? And... When they finally sit down to dinner, Marjorie's absent for a little bit, but then she comes back and then she's like, can you pass the red sauce? Yeah. And Mary's like, what the fuck? You got to be shitting me. Yeah. She's mad. Yeah, she's mad. She was like talking to herself and shit. Mm -hmm. She was like, I was so mad that I even spoke out loud. (laughs) That I hated her and I wish she was dead. I'm like, well, hon. (laughs) So... Mary tells this whole recollection of blah, blah, blah. They Obviously, they all die because they're all eating red sauce, except for Mary. And Marjorie is, like, laughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm. That's creepy as fuck. And I don't mean crazy like you're mentally ill crazy. I mean crazy as in that's wild it that is. this eight-year-old went through that, Yeah. even though it's fictional. I'm sure it's happened somewhere. Yeah, for sure. And so... 
she ends the story with this like imagined recollection mm-hmm. of being saved by her aunt mm-hmm. but then she comes out of it and tells rachel the interviewer see that i remembered her name um in the interview setting she's like listen i understand because <laughs> rachel's like but but wait a yeah, minute yeah, yeah. And she's like let me finish y- yeah and she's like i got it i understand that the police report <laughs> says that i was found under that table by the police <laughs> Sucking my mom's thumb. Yeah, because the psychiatrist came to check and like nobody was answering the phone, Mm -hmm. which is very realistic. You wouldn't be three days in your bedroom until Mm -hmm. your aunt decided to show up. Yeah. Like what's going to happen is the psychiatrist going to be like, oh, my patient was very ill. And uh, we know the story of like. Yeah. What has been happening in the house. Yeah. And so. Then Rachel's like, okay, but. Mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of discrepancies between everything you told me and what's in this police report. Yeah. Especially the damning evidence against your father. Yeah. But it does make sense. Like they talk about fingerprints and stuff and I'm like, well, if he's the one who got the jar. Yes. And if Mary was like having this jar in her pocket and doing this and that and, da, 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 and sitting there for so many days, like it makes sense that the other fingerprints might get smudged. Mm-hmm. And like maybe... Marjorie even smudged it on purpose. Yeah. And maybe because um, you don't want to believe that Ariel did that. True. So there's like, oh, of course, that kid didn't do it. She's fucking traumatized. They found her under the table three days after. So the dad, there's more stuff that we can say about the dad. Use the religion and fanatic part of it. Yeah. Like people want it to be the dad. Yes. You always, it's like people want it to be the dad. Yeah. yeah. But also, I think the alternative version is that Marjorie did do it. Yeah. Which I don't honestly think is possible for the very reason that they're watching her mm-hmm. like a hawk. Like, I don't think she could have managed to walk in and poison the spaghetti sauce without being noticed mm-hmm. because everybody's like on edge around her. Yeah. So it just didn't make sense to me that it could have been her. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that she actually did it or not. Or if that's how she's recalling it because she doesn't want to remember her sister doing it. I'm not sure if she cares that much about her dad. Yeah. <laughs> I think she definitely cares more about her sister. Mm-hmm. And um, don't touch the document. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just saw it too. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So the police report says that she was found under the table. And that's the story that we're sticking to because. That's what she said. That's what was observed. Mm-hmm. And Rachel admits. I mean, Rachel, calm down. Mary admits to Rachel that she's never told that part of the story either, which also makes me believe that it's probably very skewed Mm -hmm. because since you were eight years old, you've never even said this out loud and you've had plenty of time to like watch the possession a million times Mm -hmm. and like remember recollect Mm -hmm. in your own way. Like you just told this really elaborate story as to going in the basement and doing this and doing that. And like, you didn't do any of that. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't believe you. Mm. And this is kind of what you were talking about. Like, in a bad situation, you don't know who to blame. And sometimes, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I just realized you were talking about that before we started recording. (laughs) But (laughs) that's okay, too. (laughs) Um, But I just, the last thing I noted about the summary was that when she steps outside the coffee shop, she makes a point of noting that her breath is visible in the cold air. And that was something she was trying to mimic in the very beginning of the novel. 
when Marjorie was telling her the story about the molasses flood in Boston uh-huh. because she says it was so cold outside that when people breathed, you could see the their breath in the air and then it would tr- turn into crystals and fall. Oh, okay. and I was wondering, um, what was the point of that? Yeah. And uh, so Mary says, I tried to blow air into mist, but I couldn't do it. Uh, and then she continues on with the Boston molasses story. Uh, it was just like a quick thing that she did. I don't know if it's supposed to mean anything. Well, and yeah. if it does, it's probably not very good. But, <laughs> you know, it did kind of mimic that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I didn't yeah. know if it was supposed to be like, oh, cute. It was right before everything went to shit. Or, oh, boy, that's before everything went to shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I didn't get that. I'm like, there. I only got that because I was writing the summary today. And so I was skimming the whole book. Okay. And so I did happen to read that part. Okay. And I remember the end. I remember and I'm like, what was the point of this? Because I felt it was just something that was thrown there for interpretation. What do you mean? That little breath thing. Like I didn't get what was the point of it. Oh, I mean like it could have just been like a breath of fresh air. That's what I mean. It can yeah, be you like can use that whatever you were reading. Like you know what I mean? I got that off my chest. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I finally took that breath. Like, I don't. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it all would have been fantastical if I had actually managed to breathe that breath. Like, it could be anything you want. That's true. Yeah. I but I just thought it was there. cute that it came from the beginning. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Thank you for your summary. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. I got a little, like, repetitive towards the end, but I really just wanted to drive it home that... She honestly does not know. And nobody's ever going to know because she's the only witness. Yeah. And I think we s- you said at the beginning that she makes sure to say my memories are very loose and I just have pieces that I'm just putting together mm-hmm. from eight year old, from eight year old. So, yeah. But yeah. she even says, like, I've never told any anybody anything about this, but I think I'm ready for it to come out. And, like, I'm trusting you with the story. Mm-hmm. So, even that made me think that maybe she knows who did it. And she's just trying to save them from from themselves. I was going to say that. Or from like that bad memory. Maybe just because. Like in the witch elm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. For those of you that don't remember in the witch elm, the uncle takes the, the fall for yeah. the murder. So that Toby doesn't go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for But Toby me. goes to jail anyways <laughs> because he's Gil's fucking psycho from all of this shit, which is very fitting for this. Yeah. Um so do you like the book? We can talk about it later when we do the hangover. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um so I I I have like the first question like is the one you said about the breathing because I I wanted to go into reviews to see what people thought about the book. Uh-huh. And people were like thinking like the breathing thing at the end they were like because in goodreads you can ask questions and the author will answer uh-huh. and somebody asked if that breathing thing meant that the one that actually was possessed was mary not marjorie mm-hmm. and he was like i will never tell <laughs> <laughs> how does that, how i don't understand how that could signify her Be- being possessed so and then more people went into that theory because they were like 
the insistence of Marjorie to be in the exorcism because uh-huh. she was like she was eight years old. Marjorie knew that Mary was actually the one being possessed, and she planned it. So the exorcism wasn't for Marjorie; it was uh-huh. for Mary. Yeah. Um, and there's always like that. But it doesn't make any sense because the mm-hmm. exorcism was given towards Marjorie. Yeah, exactly. It's just like uh, that. Uh, what I was telling you, I think the book people can read whatever they wanted to. So they were just asking this question. And people were like, oh, that is interesting, whatever. They just went on. And the author is like, I'm not going to tell you what to think about the book. Yeah. So what is that thing about demons manifesting as like... Um, like defenseless creatures or harmless creatures, yes. like kids and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I read that or saw that somewhere. Somewhere that like common. Oh, okay. Like a TV show or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been like trying to say like, do you recall? Like, does that sound <laughs> familiar? Because no, yeah. What I read, they said yeah. that about they they usually because they want they want to confuse that so they will use something that you at the beginning are not gonna be scared. Yeah. So you will continue. You're not gonna back up from it because you don't you don't feel threatened. Um, threatened by it so you just let it be yeah and then by the time that you say oh shit it's when you it's been a long time what i'm trying to think is how in the novel this demon could have been manipulating the family okay like what were the actions that Mary took that would have indicated there was a the demon inside of her? Or was it just dormant and Marjorie somehow noticed it? Yeah, we don't know. Like I didn't get that from the book. I didn't think that Mary was the one being possessed. So when I was reading I'm like, I don't get I can And I, can I don't get understand how the theory. shit that Marjorie was doing I was know. at all <laughs> gonna help. Oh, it can be that the actually person that was saying that was Mary, not Marjorie. Because the only one that know that do about those conversations is Mary. What conversation? The stories that Marjorie was saying. Mm-hmm. That was only between them two. Yeah, she could have been the one making yeah. up the book stories. Yeah. And maybe Marjorie was like, what the fuck? You're eight. I know. <laughs> it can be. like, but I think that's what I'm saying. Like People can... And then in all the answers that he gave, a lot of people were asking... Like, is this supposed to mean this? Like, because you also have this. And it's like, I'm not going to tell you what to think. That's the point of the book. You can go whenever you want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a choose your next chapter book. Yeah. And somebody. It's not fun if he, like, deciphers everything for you. Yeah. And somebody asked him if he thought he was being um, kind of stigmatizing more than mental health, health, mental illness. Mm Mm-hmm with like entangle it with possession and he was like no the purpose of my book is to show how when you don't treat a mental illness and then you bring other external things that they are not there to help mm-hmm. and you just fuck up yeah and that he's like that was the point of introducing all those external things like s- this like society's in- pressures yeah and then you bring religion when it's not i don't think it was the t- correct time to bring it if it doesn't exist already and a lot of people were like i agree like fucking come down and somebody went into like um this discussion and it was like i just went into your profile and you don't have anything <laughs> so people were getting mad <laughs> like defending the author because this guy was trying to be like oh you're shaming 
or like kind of like not make it serious that somebody can have that kind of schizophrenia because this is schizophrenia for sure and he was like no that was the point to show you that somebody can get into those wi- very like like uh, how extreme bad behaviors that if you don't treat it yeah in the way that you're supposed to be treated like w- look where it goes mm-hmm. yeah so he was like people were getting upset about that but it's, it's true what he said. That's uh, that's how I understood the book. Yeah. Like, they, like they I don't see him, like, mistreating the idea of mental illness at all. I see him as, like, advocating yeah. for proper treatment of yeah. mental illness. Yeah, that's what, why you have the discussion of the parents back and forth. Because I'm pretty sure that happens in real life for sure. Absolutely. And what I read, it says that, like, very clearly. Even, like, the mom keeping that notebook. And when Mary admits about the story to her... She's mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to write this down. And then Mary's like, oh, shit, she's writing it down. This is not good. Yeah, no, it's good. You did yeah. the document. And the mom's this. like, no, I need to know these things. Yeah. I understand, but this is what's going to help her get better. Like, it shows the mom doing the right stuff until the dad takes over the situation. Yeah. And, like, asserts his mach- macho. Macho, yeah. I said that because we talked <laughs> about that earlier. Yeah. No, but, like, asserts himself in such a bad way what yeah. is that noise i don't know that's what I'm we're all right right i guess yeah because let me tell you my neighbor's fire alarm smoke alarm rather fire alarm smoke alarm whatever was going off for a solid like hour and a half today i will go insane it was um if you went in the basement and you went all the way to the the front of the house in the basement you could hear it plain as day uh. but when you were upstairs where I was, like if I had the fan on my laptop on, I could barely hear it. But if the fan was off, I could hear it distantly. So the alarm is in the fire in the basement. Yeah, I mean, like all my alarms are connected. So if my basement alarm's going off, my whole damn house is going off. Uh, so I don't know why theirs is not connected. They should probably fix that. Or maybe they have somebody there. Uh, maybe it is, and it's just the other ones are far enough away from my apartment to not have noticed. I don't know, I don't know. but um. Yeah, when I was downstairs, I could hear it really closely. So I kept like every now and then getting up and going down to where I heard it the loudest and like touching the walls. <laughs> Not that the basement wall would really get that hot, I don't think. Yeah. And then, well, I think their basement is finished, though. I think that there's oh. like, I think they cook down there, too. Oh. So the other thing, I kept going to the front of the house and like checking those walls. And then every now and then I would like go up side and check the slider and be like all right nothing's burning down okay so so we found out what the sound was <laughs> wow i just came back and i was like so it was a car somebody was fighting we don't know what happened okay moving on honestly they were probably doing a youtube video probably they were just talking it was maybe. a prank um i think the car just left okay so do you find the book scary in what sense um, I think I found it scary in the sense not like the paranormal scary, more of it like a human behavior that was scary. I felt um, scared as far as the treatment was going. Okay. Um, I felt scared about what they were doing to this poor teenager. I was not scared in the way of like when you asked me to watch Crimson Peak, I <laughs> called you crazy because I was yeah that i didn't get that type of scare either because i 
kind of took the book as like yeah okay this is like mental illness like i think if it, i knew that the book was like something more paranormal maybe i would be like holy shit this, this can happen I think. do you think that calling something crazy is offensive no i don't take it um like that i don't know because talking of like talking about this book and then using the phrase call you call me crazy i was like hmm, i wonder if that's offensive i, I don't, don't think so. i don't think it's offensive yeah but no no not in a typical sense i didn't find it scary but i found the treatment of this like mental illness extremely yeah that scary. was the scary part yeah yeah um so i also thought about the the reality show how we were talking like how we love reality show and i think the people will watch this kind of show just like the horror of it it will be entertaining for a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, but again, reality TV is reality asterisk. Yeah, it's true. Even the most reality of reality TV. I mean, like, sure, sometimes it, like it's scripted. Sure. But more in the sense of like, do you know how in, um, and I'm not saying there's not scripted reality TV, not at all. But mm. I'm saying like, the shows that would be closer to actually real actual reality TV mm -hmm. in the sense that when they were having that sit down, like watching TV, uh, then before uh, the exorcism yes. the night before and the producers or the camera people kept being like, why don't you guys talk about something? Why don't you guys talk about this? Why don't you just, yeah. and the mom was like, okay, well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. That was like a, a very nice, um, setup, like to yeah. show how they were like being manipulated to how to like being just being together how they had to be around them each other or even like i forget i was watching something else and i can't remember exactly what it was but they were like can you go back and do that again yeah and so well, they're uh, like acting out something yes, that happened. a lot of people that comes out of the reality show they always say that, that they make the something that was very spontaneous but they didn't have the camera there they make them do it again yeah so what we watch is just totally fake because it's already happened. Exactly. That's crazy. And then they'll be like, all right, we'll do it again, but do this this time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it does take you a bit out of reality. But, uh, Gabriella. No, I wanted to raise <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I think. So, yeah, horror for entertainment, definitely. Yeah, I think. I think I would be very. I mean, this doesn't actually exist. I don't. I don't think so. I would be. I would be part of the people picketing. Oh, yeah. They have people picketing another house. If yeah. somebody really announced this as a reality TV. Yeah. But what, what about those reality shows that they have the little kids competing? What do you mean? Like the, the, they have those little kids like they're like three. I think they're like Do you know when you said that? I immediately thought of the Hunger Games. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. I Brandy. hope we don't get there. <laughs> no, um, they're like doing the... Um, the pa pageants. Oh, pageants. Yeah. Have you seen those, Dasha? Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it's so sick. I hate those shows. I was like, oh my God. I People think this is okay. I don't think it's on the level of if they were doing exorcisms on reality um, TV. But it's horrible. This yeah. little kid's going through. Like, there's one that they, they don't have teeth because they're losing all their teeth and their parents were taking them to a dentist to make them fake teeth. So they will wear like a, what do you call it? like a dentures. Yeah. That's horrible. 
It's only for a minute. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do any of Why that. Why on earth is that horrible to you? Because I wouldn't put a, like, a, a lot of the, what I see in the moms, they're living through their kids. And a lot of those kids don't want to do what their parents are pushing them to do. Absolutely. I think they should listen to their kids if the kid says they don't want to do it. But I don't think that putting a child denture on a kid is, like, really abusive. It is for me. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you didn't say that word, but I'm saying, like, it's not that big of a deal. It's probably not as uncomfortable as you think it is. I wouldn't do that. And even when they do the part when they have to dance, and I'm like, it's, just, it's very sick but for But think me. about this, Gabriella. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do it. What do you mean? But there are plenty of little girls who do. Yes. And they have a lot of fun dancing and performing. Yeah, that's true. So so maybe they was that I, the ones that I watched wasn't good. The ones that you watch are made to make it look that way. Oh, okay. Because they want you to feel that way. Mm, okay. I have no idea what it's actually like. I don't fucking know anybody that does it. Um, mm-hmm. I've never even watched that many episodes of it, but yeah. I know what you mean. It's like, because it'd be like, I don't feel like doing this, but then you have to also think about how the kids probably asked to do it and then the parents spent all this time and all of this money and all of this shit and then they just are in a mood and they don't feel like doing it that day yes and the mom's like are you shitting me <laughs> i spent thousands of dollars and, and i have no life and this guy made a wrong yeah like get your shit together yeah get your shit together get out there and fucking sing and dance because that happens all the time like my niece will be like i really want macaroni and cheese and i'm like okay and so i slave over the stove and i make her some fucking macaroni and then and cheese. she's like no she's like but I don't even want the cheese in it. And I'm like, bitch, that's macaroni and cheese. <laughs> she said she didn't want cheese. And like, I, you know, these are the things I deal with. And she was like, that's not the right one. Oh and my it, God. I made craft macaroni and cheese and she wanted Velveeta. How she knows the difference. The There's picture no on the box. Bitch. The picture on the box. The picture. I can't. I can't. But I'm like. This is the kind of stuff you deal with with little yeah. kids. So you really have to think about that, too. You're seeing one side of the story, but the kid probably wanted to do it in the first place. That's true. Or at least initially. Mm-hmm. Or they were having fun. But I'm sure the mom sucked the lives out of it. Yeah. And there's always John Bonet Ramsey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think she actually enjoyed it, no? I think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, think, know. I think they say that she enjoyed it. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, my God. I just spilled water all over my lap. That's okay. Um, so the next thing that I wanted to say that I liked about the book, it was like the different perspectives that we got from the book. So I think we said it like that already in the summary, like from the reality show and from the blogger, which we didn't like. <laughs> I didn't even like even in the audiobook, She was annoying. The tone, the way she was talking. I didn't like it either. What's happening to you? Are you okay? <laughs> I had to sneeze. <laughs> But I fought it. <laughs> um, also, like the e- eight-year-old, and then we have um, Mary that she's twenty-three, but she's like freaking traumatized, and she's like, maybe she put all those memories together to like be like, this is how I can survive this. So yeah. let me pull all these memories, and I'm gonna give you that. Or if you think she's possessed, you could go the other way, yeah, and be like, she's being manipulated by the demon to remember it this way. That's true. And maybe in. And having so much time, she's like, oh, I'm remembering my own memories. But then these memories the demon are giving me mm-hmm. and it just feels very unstable for her. Yeah, I don't re- I don't even I don't even remember. My, well, I can compare that because if I have something traumatizing, I think I will remember at least something. But I don't remember myself 
when I was eight years old. What grade are you when you were eight? Third. I don't remember. I remember third grade. You do? Yeah. Okay. You don't remember any of that? I remember my teacher, Mrs. Antonio. I remember fourth grade. I probably remember half my class roster. No, me too. I remember like for like mostly like eighth grade. I think I have a picture from third grade. Oh, I don't have pictures. It's like a class picture. Mm. Or maybe it's first grade. I don't remember. I think I have eighth grade picture somewhere. Oh, shit. For my uniform. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so also what I liked about the book, like I said, also like the mental illness and the possession Lincoln in the book. So I found an article very interesting about the psychiatrist called Richard Gallagher. And he wrote a book called The Daimonic Foes. What is foes? I didn't Google that word. I don't know what it Enemies. Means. Okay. So it's called en- Demonic Foes, 25 Year as a Psychiatrist Investigating Possessions, Diabolic Attacks, and the Paranormal. Well, fuck. What a read. I read it. No, I didn't read it. I listened to it. You listen to a book? Yes. You listen to an entire book? I did. <laughs> because, because what I wanted to read or like discuss was like, okay, like if you don't, I don't think you want to convince people that possession exists or not. But I believe that mental illness is a reality and possessions can be there too. Mm-hmm. So I wanted like a mix of somebody that understood both. Okay. So I just Google, <laughs> I just Google mental illness and possession. This came out. So he wrote a, a article in the Washington Post that he was discussing how he, a, a psychiatrist, one time somebody just knocked on the door and they asked for his medical assistance. So I, I, ne- I was like, I need to read the book. This is the only way I'm going to find out what he really thinks about. So he explains that what he actually does. I fuck. I'm sorry. I moved my my page. Oh, I'm, I got too excited. Wow, that sounds really exciting. Do you know what's reminding me of while you find your page? Yeah, I find is it. the black eyed children <laughs> knocking on your door asking for your help? Where is that? The oh yeah, I forgot. It's an episode of Morbid that you don't listen to because you don't like those episodes. Oh uh, okay. You should probably listen to it though because you'll understand twenty five percent more of my jokes. Ah, like, okay. Do you have any ketchup for my apple? Oh, I don't know. Exactly. I think you told me this. I did, but you yeah. don't remember because you don't have the context. True, true, true. And it's a good fucking episode. Okay. Who did it? I don't say because I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Both of them? Because, okay, so the whole thing about it is, like, the black-eyed children are supposed to be very creepy and, like, weird stuff is them and surrounds them and, like, maybe it's aliens and, like, they can hear you and da 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 oh, I think I listened to and that. And... They said that they tried to record the episode like two or three times and gave up because weird shit kept happening. Uh, like they'd record the episode and then it wouldn't open or they would record some of it and then they would stop to listen. And it was like static. Like Audacity just had static. And like, like it was like, I said like 15 times. Nobody's counting. No, but that, that really creeped me out. Like if you were to ask did this scare you? <laughs> I would say yes. absolutely. The answer is yes. The entire episode was just creepy. Creepy. And it's it's stories from people. And I know that people can make up stories. Yeah. But I don't know. What's the point? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's exactly how I 
what this is what I wanted to like be like okay what can be said like what's really possession in link it with mental illness yeah and some people don't believe at all about possession but I was like I believe in it so I want to have like an idea mm-hmm. to not convince you or whoever is listening it's just like how you can distinguish so between you can the have two. an informed decision yeah so what he says that he does is to help distinguish between people who have trouble of the mind and people who have trouble of the spirit. Wait, when, when did he write this? I That's a good idea. Recently. Because he... I don't know. Should I Google it? No, I mean, it's not that important. It's but very just because, because of the uh, phrase troubles of the mind and troubles of the spirit. Because um, he... Sounds a little old school. But it could be recent. I think it la- was last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Well, when I ask, when did he write this? I'm asking, like, was it 18 something or was it 2000 something? Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't last year. Okay. Uh, So he also talks up in the book. He at the beginning, he explains why he wanted to read. I mean, write the book. And one of the reasons is like a lot of professionals uh, agree with his evidence, agree what he says, but they're very reluctant to talk about it because the stigma of possession is always has to do with religion and so people yes. are not religious so people are ha- atheists or they like all those questions or those fundamentalists and he's like that's not that's not where you should be the point of view that you should have in when discussing possession of people that are suffering and also he's like people come to me because they're really in pain they're suffering and as a medical he's a he's a medical doctor he's like that's my calling to help people for whatever whatever they need. So he explains that he's there to not to diagnose or to say this person is possessed, it's to explain that whatever the people are manifesting or their behaviors are not, um, uh, how you call that, like associated with any mental illness, that okay. it goes above that. Okay. That is no medical explanation for what is happening to them and that's what he says to when usually he says like he deals a lot more with uh, the clergy the catholic because he is catholic but he also says that he has worked with people the other religion or people that are not religious but they have some kind of s- er, er, spirituality mm-hmm. um so he talks to them and he's like we did with they run tests um the scans blood and then he talks to them he doesn't treat them they just want he just listens to them like their their life to see their emotional state in their psychiatric state mm-hmm. uh, and then the clergy will be make the official diagnosis if it's a possession or not he has nothing to do with the possession part um so his role is kind of the one of the doctor that came in yes it's just a medical assistance because he says that the people that he works with, they're very insistent. They're very serious about having medical help. Yes. That's the first thing. They will not do anything unless the person went through something very thorough medically. Right. So he does the medical side of it and yes. says there's no medical evidence that yeah. I can see yeah. to suggest that this is mental illness. And he's not the only person. Like This person, when the cases that he talks to, it, he also says the majority of the people already went different psychologists and yeah. he will go back to those people and ask for those notes and talk yeah. with the pcp i mean the like primary yeah like he goes back to all of that to make sure that it goes to 
what he's also seeing in this person. Right. So he talks so about... So they're not selling a different story. Exactly. It's very thorough. It takes, like, it yeah. can take months before oh yeah. he's like, okay, there's no explanation. You guys can take over <laughs> that. Absolutely. Um, so he's, he talks about his first case. Um, so it was something interesting because he says that... One night they had a cat and the dog were fighting all of a sudden, like in the middle of the night. And they both of the wife, both of the wives, he got two wives. <laughs> they both got up and they had to separate the dog and the cat because they were fighting and they went to bed. So the next day comes a priest with a woman named Julia. And the woman says to him, Did you enjoy the cats? So the woman knew what happened. Okay. And he was like, ve- he was like very serious. And he was like, after they had the talk, because the priest can explain that we need your help. And this is like a really bad one. What we have here. Uh-huh. She already went through different psychologists, but none of them wanted to work with her. And he was like, okay, I agree. And he says that he turned to Julia and was like, you need to stop that shit. You don't invade by home. You don't do that. So, who? who had the cats? His cats. It was his cats. That woman. Who's him? Um, the psychiatrist. The one that wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And then he met Julia. Yes. Through a priest. Yes. And Julia asked the author, Did how was the cats? Yeah. And then the author was like, get the fuck out of my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm just making sure I understood. Yeah. Because I'm like, who the fuck has the cats? Yeah. So he agreed to um, um, talk to her. Okay. He didn't agree to go further. He was like, okay, I'm going to start talking to her so to see where it goes. We're just going to have a consult. Exactly. Um, so she started saying that she's a high priestess. She's part Oh, my God. <laughs> I just read the notes. <laughs> <laughs> this one, like this is, and he explains that this is one of the more scary ones that he worked with. But he also, like, he explains from beginning to end, these are very, very rare cases. Yes. Super rare cases. And there's always a reason why they get to that, this stream that we got. Yeah. So, for example, this woman, this is very, very um, rare. Yeah. So she's a high priestess in a cult, a satanic cult. Okay. They, she was very, like, let me tell you who I am, trying to scare him. Mm-hmm. to be like and that's why other psychologists were like i'm not fucking dealing with you so i think she was like kind of like throwing all this information at him so he wouldn't like she was intimidating him yes on purpose and he he was like i can do this like i he was in the book he says like he i was grossed out for sure because he she goes on like crazy stuff but she was like he was thinking that's now why I'm here. I'm not treating her. I'm not asking questions. I'm just letting her talk because my he's pro bono. He doesn't get get paid for this. He was like, I'm just gonna talk to her and just rely my information to the priest. Yeah. So she's like, we do worship evil, evil. We s- sell our souls for this gift. Like she had like supernatural gifts. She explains that she has all these uh, powers. Mm-hmm. And he does believe in it throughout the book. It's, it's a very long case. So throughout the book, he does explain that he could um, prove what she was saying was true. Um, he was scared. 
for sure, because this woman kept kind of playing with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is way <laughs> off topic, and I don't even know if it is about this book, but is this the book that she mentions, the book God is Not Great? No. Because something we read, they mm -hmm. mentioned the book God is Not Great, which is a book that I've read, and it's about religion. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. Any, I can't continue. Okay. Um, so he, so he goes back and he calls all the psychologists and they were like, yeah, she's fucking scary. I don't want, I never want to see her again. But <laughs> also he's, they were like, yeah, I think she he called, had they hung up the phone. <laughs> yeah, they did. She uh, don't live here no more. <laughs> they were like, I think they, she has some kind of, um, multiple personality or borderline personality qualities, but they wouldn't diagnose her because that is very something he says is very complex to diagnose somebody with that. It takes a very long time. Mm -hmm. He said that he did his residency in a hospital working with people borderline. So he says it's not something that in a couple of sessions and some meds and some therapy you can diagnose. This is mm -hmm. very, very complex. And it's very, and it's also very new in the health um, feel in the mental health field. Isn't it something that's more of like a differential diagnosis type thing? Yeah, it's it, it is not one thing. It comes with something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, like so differential diagnosis. Yeah, is like yeah, basically what this guy's doing. He's just ruling everything else out. Yeah, and he's like, this is what's left. So they did all the medical. The blood. She was fine. She has no medical anomaly. The blood is and fine. I could be making that up. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> We're guessing here. But I, I know <laughs> what it means, but I'm like, I don't know if that's how they do it. Um, so she starts talking to him. She was like, okay, I'm going to tell you about my childhood. And he was like, okay. So she was like, uh, I didn't have a good childhood, but she she was like, I didn't want, I don't want to go further into it. And what I was, she was, go, she used to go to church. And when she was a teenager, she was very, um, how you call it when you were like in a kind of, of a bubble? Isolated? Kind of isolated. Like think. a recluse? Like a, a little loner? bit. A loner. Yeah. So she was sexually abused by a priest. That's why she hates anything that has to do with religion, anything to do with God. I think she's like fucking up, like pissed that God let her, that happened to her because she was somebody that used to go to church. So I think also the abuse got more fucked up because she enjoyed it. And then when she got out of her isolation, she was like, oh, what the fuck? That wasn't normal. So she was like more fucked up after that. And so she fell into this uh, cult where they hated everything that she hated at the moment. So she was like, oh, these are my family. These are my people. So she became very, very into it. And... The stuff. Do you want me to tell you what she says in that what they do in the cult? I guess. I mean, do you want to? I didn't put it here because I wanted to ask you if you wanted me to tell you. Sure. Okay. So I mean, it d don't talk to me about any rape. No, this is very consensual. All right, because that always makes me Consent. nauseous. No, no, no. There's no rape. No. Um, she doesn't go into like she doesn't say anything. But she, the cult is like they do offerings, and the offerings are fetus. <laughs> So the way that they, they found it, they get this fetus is because she's the highest priestess. So she has sex with all of the guys and she's the one that gets pregnant and then gets the abortion to use them as a offering. Who in the fuck is aborting the babies and giving her the fetus? They have a doctor in the cult that does that. 
and he the author is I'm like stressed. the the author was like i was like is it revolt when you like grossed out like uh, to the core what's that word this must be a word yeah revolted he was like but i didn't say anything i was like i would have just like fucking like i don't know what i would do I would probably keep a straight face because I wouldn't know what to do. I know. And I wouldn't want her to fucking sacrifice me. (laughs) Right? So she was worried that she was getting older. She was in her late 30s. And she was like, (laughs) I don't think I can get pregnant that easy anymore. And also I'm getting older and the men are not as attractive, attracted to me anymore. So that's why she's seeking help now. She's like, I know I'm being like um, possessed. But I, she was like, I didn't mind before because I asked for this. I worship evil. I asked for it. But she's like, now it's painful. It hurt. Okay. She's like, it's hurting me physically now. And that's because you keep getting pregnant. Yes. And she was like, well, I guess she is saying that she's like, OK, now I'm too old for it. Yeah. And she was like, and I know I'm supposed to follow evil, like without questioning. But she's like, I, I don't think I can anymore. But she's in love with the man leader of the of the cult mm-hmm. named Daniel. And she's very worried about Daniel. <laughs> What's wrong? What is she worried about? She was like, if I leave, Daniel's not going to like me anymore. So she's okay. very like on the edge. It's like, should I get help or should I stay because Danielle's not going to love me anymore? Well, hon, <laughs> see, the thing is, is like your your core values and your yes. interests, they need to align yes. if it's going to work out. And if you're just not into worshiping anymore, this, this stuff, whatever it is, yeah. this evil, then I don't know if you guys are going to work out anyways. Yeah. And she was like, but well, she also explained that the cult, um, they were kind of like getting mad at her already that she was trying to get help. But she lied to the cult saying that I'm just going to infiltrate the church and destroy them from the inside. And they were like, yes, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so like I was like la- laughing a little bit, but he makes a point that it was very serious. Yeah. And that th- she was like, there's some people that try to leave the cult and they're not they don't let them they always do something to those people like she she's able to do this because of who she is yes exactly so that's kind of scary so he explains the stuff that happened to him that made him make sure that she was possessed like very weird stuff and he was like okay this bitch is possessed and um I, I don't think I don't, let me see if I put here what happens to her at the end. So what happens to her at the end, they do the um, the exorcism uh-huh. that took mo- took month and her. It took a fucking month. No months. Oh, I don't. I, I don't oh, that's it. No, I'm like, it took a month. You're like, oh, no months. <laughs> Uh, because I got hungry after a couple hours. So I'm, just, I'm wondering. Like, how long? <laughs> Are we done yet? So he says like this, her sessions were very extreme um, because it took a long time to like get into it because she's already somebody that is very on the edge. Like, should I get not help? So he says like 90% for somebody to be successful 
it has to be the person. It's ninety percent the person and ten percent the rest. Oh yeah. And so she wasn't wasn't really sure if she wanted to be helped. So it's like, come on, give us more than ten percent. Mm-hmm. Because she was like not helping at all. So <sighs> she will disappear from them and they appear like, Okay, I'm ready now. So they went like that back and forth for years and at the end she gave up. She like didn't receive any help. And he found out that years later, um, she got ki- she had cancer. And she's not he's not sure if she died or not. But she stayed with a cold. Uh-huh. And she didn't do anything about her possession. And what kind of cancer? I'm not sure. Oh. Like a very cancer <laughs> after all those Honestly. abortions. And he said that he was able to write about Julia and the book because at the beginning, when they started talking, he's, she said to him, please write about my story. I think it will mean something to somebody. I mean, probably she was thinking, I'm so back and forth, but I definitely am feeling some kind of way. So at least this, I can leave this legacy, yeah. if anything else. Yeah. So he also said at the beginning that all the people that he talks about in here, they knew that uh, they were going to talk about it in the book because a lot of, also a lot of people, they went public with it. So, mm-hmm. but he still didn't want to use their name. Like a lot of stuff. He well, tried to steal the privacy, even though yeah, they said, yeah, using their names doesn't just lead to them. It leads to their families yeah. and friends and yeah. institutions. It's just, uh, that could be so messy. Yeah. So it's like, it, the question is why people get possessed and how, so he says, it's like, it's not like you go to sleep and you wake up and you possess. It's something that is very slow. and Like periodontal disease. Yes, yeah, very slow. You notice something and you're like, eh, okay. It's mm-hmm. nothing. So you wake up the next day and it's bigger while you have in your gum. <laughs> 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 so it's something like that. And he says, like, I don't, he doesn't know if it's con- coincidental that all the patients that he had were people that turned to the occult or turn to evil to get power mm-hmm. or there's something else because he said a lot of the people that he had to interview and all of that all at some point in their life at least for there was somebody uh, a man a stan he did it for two weeks uh-huh. and f- since then there was always something bothering him, but he just didn't know what it was. He was just trying to, like, think it was something else because he also says. So you haven't actually said yet that they always turn to the occult or they always have had an experience with the occult. They always have. Or they turn to it. They turn to it or they they have an experience or both? Both. They seek it. They go there. To ask for something in return. So Stan, was he possessed before he went to the cult or not? Stan wasn't in a cult. Or the evil or whatever. Yeah, no, he wasn't possessed. The possession happens after you go there. Okay. Because you bring it back. Because so the cause is the occult. Yes, when you seek something evil. Yeah. In exchange for something. Because if you are asking for something, they all said that they sold their soul yeah they were like oh yeah whatever like they don't so he was questioning whether this was coincidental i think what he's saying is like because a lot of people would be like oh that's just a coincidence that you just got these people and he's like yeah that might be true 
he wants to leave that open and he also says like i understand that if people don't want to believe in it there's no evidence like i can show you thousands of evidence and you're still not going to believe in it so he always leave that kind of open for debate whatever he says like you can question anything he says so for example stan he said that when he was younger he was smoking a lot of weed and he was like i was always seeking like some knowledge or is i can say that word what a spirituality uh-huh. <laughs> and so he was younger and he was like oh let me see what is like to worship the evil so he kind of went that route and he was like oh let me see if this works i'm gonna sell my soul and get and ask for power so he got what he asked for and then from there he always seek more of that knowledge so he went to different religion he tried th- he learned even the language to study the religion that way but every time he was talking with the author he everything was fine and the priest was like he's lying to us it's been five months but he's lying to us because like there's nothing medical so after five months he was like okay yes i did this (laughs) I sold my soul to the evil years ago, but I didn't think it was something that will be affect affect me like years later. And what happens after that? Um, I think it then got better. I think he got the the help that he needed, and then he got better. But what was he lying about? He because he didn't say that he was worshiping the evil years ago. He didn't say this until five months later they asked him and he lied because he says a lot of people are afraid or embarrassed to say that at some point in their life they went there okay so they were asking him about yeah experience and seeking evil and he kept lying and a lot of the times they go with the spouse because the spouse is like their support and they don't want to say in front of their spouses yeah because they're going to be judged i think that's weird that they're talking about this kind of stuff with their spouse yeah a lot of the people that he talked, all, all of them had their spouse next to them. And I think that's why people don't. He says it, it takes a long time to people to say something because they feel like they're going to be judged. Um, and it also says it has nothing to do with religion. A lot of people ask them, and like, oh, it's just the Catholics or just the Christians. He's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. He's like, some religions are more exhibitionist exhibitionist about it than others like jewish people have them too they just don't they're not as open right are catholic or christianity are but it happens in that religion to all people that follow that right religion (laughs) i wanted to use that word but i couldn't come up with another (laughs) and he says it's the same with between men and women but he says that females are more open to accepting the help they will seek the help faster than the male like and he also says and he's like it's the same thing as mental health yeah um for example he had a case um so it's like guy whose name was juan he was in a gang and to get into the gang you had to play this ritual to save your soul because that will make you immortal because you had to kill people so he said that they took turns like seeking it and like doing weird shit so then he wanted to leave the gang and it followed him years after he will do like a lot of uh, paranormal stuff would happen in the house and he said that he turned to drugs so he thought there was something like 
people went to him like, mostly they didn't want to believe that they were possessed mm-hmm. they were like please cure me of my mental illness right but he was like no you don't have that so you need to go and get a different kind Wrong of doctor, help hun. yeah so they would be like are you sure because you want to be logical he's like i'm not possessed like what the fuck i just did something very bad and that is like i'm traumatized this is ptsd yeah they were like give me a pill and they're like no talk it out of me yeah so this guy like he talked about him and he in the rest of the book this is this was going to be forever he had to deal with it for his entire life mm-hmm. this is not one at time exorcism event he just had to deal with it the entire life Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Um, well, he did all that bad shit. That's true. I was thinking about that. You need to pay for it. Well, not just that. It's like, I could see why. Yeah. That he's going to live with it his whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. I was, I was like, ju- no, okay, I was just <laughs> thinking. I'm like, you went out and saw it after this a whole bunch of times. Like, you didn't just like invite them to your house once or twice. It made me think of the, um, it made me think of the tea video, the consent when it's like, if somebody like asks you around for tea on Saturday, it doesn't mean they want you to come around for tea on Wednesday and mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a video about like consent for sex. Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. they show you when you're like in college or that is not I just college, but schools. That, that video is very good. Because it's very like, Okay, yeah. we get it. Do you <laughs> shove tea down people's throats while they're <laughs> unconscious? You do not. Like, yeah. that's kind of what it made me think of, just in the sense of, like, you did invite them in again and again and mm-hmm. again, and then even though you didn't want it, it has that effect. Like, they're yeah. going to keep coming back because they were like, but you wanted it last Friday. Yeah, and we gave you what you asked for. Yeah, and you liked it. Yeah. So, mm. you must want it again. That's so scary. Or if I bug you enough, yeah, I'll get back in. Up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. So he says it's not like one reason. It's like, oh, this person, oh, because of this one thing that this person did. It's like, no, this is like different events on your life that got you to this point. Absolutely. Uh, so the sign of possessions will be thoughts, not voices. What about Sarah and Maria? Well, Maria... Oh, poor I'm Maria. Really just fucking with you. Oh, okay. The Maria wasn't like... You were like, poor Maria. <laughs> Because Maria, like, he also says, like, I felt bad for Maria. <laughs> because she she had nothing, but he couldn't po- pinpoint why it happened to her. He was, like, he couldn't find an answer for that case. But she was fine after. Okay. She was getting beat up during what? the night. She came out with purple, and then she went through a hematologist. She went everywhere because she was like I that is so creepy we need to, okay i am glad we didn't talk about maria let's move on <laughs> okay i need to sleep tonight i don't remember sarah this is creepy so this is way more creepy than the novel <laughs> let me tell you that i'm more freaked out than reading song of cali uh so the sign of possession is like um the thoughts not voices so he says that a lot of people go to his practice in like schizophrenics and they will be like i'm possessed and he's like, okay, tell me what you hear. And he says, when they go and say that I hear voices, I know for sure they're not. Because people that have been possessed, it's like they actually say, there's not voices. It's just little thoughts that all of a sudden come into my, my mind to think. He's like, nobody's whispering that that's not true. He's like, what you see in Hollywood is not true. Right. It's thoughts that you have. It's just, you can't. 
like it's constantly portrayed as voices because how like you how can mimic somebody's thoughts but it probably would feel cheap considering the yeah. effect they're trying to give you exactly. in a horror film yeah. like thinking is for dear diary <laughs> true <laughs> um so he says also immense strength like he says like for example women he had a case that this woman picked up a man and threw it across the room mm-hmm. um he was like i'm not talking about somebody that is fed I was talking about somebody that Brandy <laughs> grabbed like Brandy who <clears throat> and like like when I'm at work I'm like oh this isn't working it just needs to be tightened I tightened down I don't know why it's not working and then the doctor will come in and she'll be like oh did she be like well did you try I'm like yes she's I like tried. Oh, my hand hurts from trying I really hurt my finger <laughs> and also uh, language I think. I think I knew that. Uh, he goes back a lot to make sure that these people don't know the languages because he said like all these people start like speaking in Greek and Latin, and he was like, "What the fuck? You didn't know this," and that's part of the like being possessed. Also, like knowledge, for example, like I don't know, start saying shit that where you came from. This like, was all in the novel. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah, she woke true. up yeah, and yeah. she would be like, "I don't know. It just came into my head." Yes. Yeah. Like it's real. It happened. I know it happened. Yeah. But I didn't look it up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, levitating, and he says this is very, very rare when it happens. He has never seen it, um, but he says it's not an indication of possession because in the spiritual world, people that meditate, there's like evidence, like from years ago, that some people are able to levitate from meditation mm-hmm. but even levitating from meditation is also rare so he they don't focus too much in the levitating part of it uh-huh. um and also the dissociation when those people said like they black out they will start making doing stuff and they just will come off out of it and be like what happened that is also part of a possession like people are not in control over their bodies already that could also be date rape drugs for sure <laughs> No, yeah. I'm joking. Usually you pass out. <laughs> You're like paralyzed. Uh, so he talks about infestation. He says like objects like your house being possessed. You didn't seem worried about that. About what? Being paralyzed by like, let's say, Rhypno. That is very, ex- <laughs> it is fucking scary. I don't think it's paralytic, but I'm saying maybe it is. But I'm just saying like, that's what that reminds me of. Like when you wake up and you're like, what the fuck happened? I'm like. You should fucking get your blood checked. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so he says like infestation happens when like your house gets possessed. It's like weird shit happening in your house. It mm-hmm. happens in this when um, they just want to show up, like pay attention to us. And you just have to get holy water and like go around and pray and like everywhere. And it usually goes away. It's very easy to go away. Not with the person. Um, he talks about full cases that he had, like he was called into like this um, church uh-huh. and this woman, Lily, she was like, yeah, I'm being possessed. And she was like, Lily. Yeah, that's her name. You said Lily. Lily. Yeah. I maybe it was an accident. <laughs> I said <laughs> it with an accident. Um, so she was trying very hard to like prove that she was possessed and they priest and him look at each other. It's like, no, this poor child is abused. That's why she's being like this. And she mm-hmm. was being used by the cult to be like, oh, wow, we have this possessed person in our group. We need to get exorc- like get her exercise, which like I think they think is a good thing. I don't know. 
So she wasn't, she was just mentally ill. And he also had a patient that he was a schizophrenic. He was Jewish. I don't know his name, I remember. And he also kept saying that he was possessed and all of that. But then he got into a, a medication and he stayed on the medication. And they, he called him years later and he's like, I've been taking my med and I'm not possessed. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was like, yeah, thank you for calling me. I knew you weren't possessed. You were schizophrenic. Um... I don't know if I want to talk about this demons and strategies. I think we know that. What like about the, Alice and Barbara? Well, Alice, <laughs> I didn't talk about Alice. So Alice and Barbara, they where he talks about them being like these old ladies, like all went to church. They like this, like sweet. They make you tea and cookies, and they were like, "Well, let me tell you, when I was younger, I was a witch." Uh huh. And. A group of friends, we were like, we're witches, so we're going to get fetuses again and make a ritual. And I'm like, why are these people playing (laughs) with fetuses? And she was like, no, she didn't tell anybody. Not her husband, of course, he couldn't say anything to anybody. And he was like, yes, that's why this is happening to you. Barbara was the same. Barbara, uh, no, Barbara, Barbara, he said it was a different case because it's the same as Maria. He didn't know why it happened to Barbara. The Barbara case was like more like he w- he felt bad because she wasn't religious at all. S- and she didn't have like a spiritual life. So she went to different doctors, different group of religion, and nobody worked. And nobody didn't know how to deal. With I what think it would be really her. hard if you're not religious because then you you're going to be so disconnected from... Yes. Yeah. Like... Like, you have to have a sense of your spiritual self to help yourself figure out what's going on and to heal from whatever's going on. Yeah. I would be Barbara. Yeah. By the time they got <laughs> to Barbara, they uh, what was happening to Barbara, She every time they say anything that had to do with religion and spirituality, she couldn't hear it or see it. So she couldn't communicate to even ask for help. Why is that? They don't know. They say it's one of the strategies they want to confuse you and they want to prevent you from getting help. But it's easier for them when you are kind of lost. That's okay. Of that makes it, sense. Uh, on you. She didn't know where to go. She didn't have a like. Do you and they be like, so are you Catholic? And she's like, yeah, I don't eat meat. Yeah. She was like, why? She t- was telling the doctor, why are you giving me these blank pages to write on? And she will be like, she thought he, she was faking it. So while they were doing, when they weren't talking to her, they would say words. And she was like, what you said? Like, you said that, but I don't know what you meant. And they would repeat the word like, no, I can't hear you. So Barbara died. Not from being possessed, but she just never, she just suffered until she died. Mm-hmm. Poor Barbara. <laughs> and Alice, Alice got better until she finally said, yes, I was a witch and I played with fetuses when you're alone and then she got help but she, it took her a long time because she was this old lady from church who was a witch uh-huh yeah um okay <laughs> this old ladies what did they what they were younger <laughs> um so he also like i think i said it before like all their exorcism are different the amount of session are different they can last hours, years, and you can have to deal with it for the rest of your life because you have to build that spirituality mm-hmm. to like build, be strong, right? In that sense, 
And he also explained that, like how you will do with mental illness, you have to build that side of yourself if you have a mental illness. Yeah. Um, th- he doesn't go into like the ritual or exorcism because he says like everyone is different. Everyone needs like a different kind of help, a different kind of um, um, praying. Everything mm-hmm. is different, so he doesn't get into that. He did experience some of them. He says like he says that the Catholic Church and the Orthodox they kind of take take it no they kind of they do take it very seriously that they are creating like a ritual that it will be followed like step by step to secure the safety of the people that are possessed or the people that are in the room mm-hmm. and people that are not religious follow the steps because there are people that doesn't want to go to a church so they go to healers mm-hmm. and to get exercise and these people have no reference so he says that that is also very bad that usually it, there's no success like exorcism for that i feel like we saw that a little bit in the book too because i you know they rushed everything and they're like oh okay yes yeah, she's possessed we saw this one bit of her we barely like her other doctor they're not religious enough so they can't weigh in basically is what they were saying mm-hmm. and then they kind of like put together this shoddy exorcism and they were like oh but we have to follow the rules because they're they're catholic correct mm-hmm. so they ha- were well, we have to follow the rules da, da, da. and they even mentioned safety as far as i recall yeah and then they don't know enough about it like they haven't looked that far into what she's doing they haven't really like investigated anything even the investigation that they do when they're like oh maybe it's this demon because she said something mm-hmm. it was more of like accusing the dad of feeding her information Yes. Or, oh, she got that from you, didn't uh, she? And he yeah. was like, how the fuck is she going to pull that out of a hat from a fucking T-shirt I've worn a couple times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. She's like some obscure comic book reference. Mm-hmm. She's 14, guys. <laughs> like, I know. She does not give a shit. <laughs> and um, I found that, like, to be really shoddy of them. And, like, you saying this now, like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, he also says that like this was su- why it went wrong. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> completely. Uh, they he talks about the successful exorcism. He did like there's no like this huge event that they were like, oh, it happened. She's they they like, don't say ectoplasm just shoots out of their mouth no. and then they just sag and everything's over. Yeah, this, this doesn't happen like that at all. He's just like the person slowly becomes better by working on themselves and they just like like work. flossing after you have a deep cleaning exactly you have to do it every day exactly and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gums are better yeah why because it doesn't hurt as much so that wow that was intense <laughs> that's what it's racism is like the successful one uh he talks about some errors and he says like it comes from the responsibility of the clergy and the medical professionals but he makes the point that because it's so ex- um Society like sensationalized exorcism. You're trying to say sensationalizes exorcisms so much that people are like, I'm not possessed, we're not getting help because doesn't happen, that's not reality. Mm -hmm. So people are like, let's not do that. So it takes years, and then he says, like, what by the time they come to me, sometimes it's so late. And it's very uh, scary because sometimes they don't have somebody that can be that strong to go and like help you. Yeah. And like we like we're talking about before is you need to become 
like intimate intimate (laughs) with yourself with your spirituality and everything and so you really have to be comfortable because this not is not going to work if you're not trying if you're not trying 90 percent like at least 90 percent like you said yeah 100's preferable yeah but i mean you can't you can't do that yeah. If you're not believing that it's going to work, if you're not even comfortable with the idea, because what you're thinking of is like a freaking movie. Yeah. Um, he says like one of the big errors also is like not believing that evil exists or obsessing over it. Both things are harmful to the people that are affected. So he, for example, Barbara, nobody believed that she was possessed or nobody knew how, what to d- how to deal with it. O- also, she went to a church that were like obsessed with it and at the end they didn't help her. They just made it worse. And obsessed with what? With evil. That everybody is possessed. And she's like, that's also harmful. Uh-huh. Because it's like not everybody is possessed. Right. Being possessed is rare. But every there's some type of religion, uh, a specific that they look for it. Everyone is possessed. Everything oh is goodness. evil. The, it, this music is evil. And that happened. Oh so God. she went there. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, that's also harmful. Both of, both of, um, yeah. Both sides of it. Like those extremes. Those are extremes. Yeah. Everything in moderation. So he talks about, um, do you know the exorcism of Emily Rose? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, me either. So her name was Annalise. It was, she was from Germany, but he talks about what happened there. Like people, First, at the beginning, people weren't believing that she might be possessed. And then some people... So this is based on a true story? Yes. Her name was Annalise. And what happened? She used to... She had a medical history of epilepsy. Mm -hmm. And she said that she was possessed. A lot of people said that she was possessed. But the thing is, like, she made the decision of not having any medical assistance. Which... He says, as a medical professional, she had to be forced and put in the hospital because she was fasting. And he was saying, as somebody that wasn't medically taken care of, and that everybody knew that she was sick, she had some kind of mental illness, mm-hmm. it's your responsibility to make her better so she can continue to make her own decisions. Okay. And so they respect your decision to like fast and the clergy came and did exercise for her and it was bad like she died out of like malnutrition why was she fasting for the exorcism she was fasting because she said that um fuck i forgot what she was saying um i think she was fasting like because she wanted to be like religious she wanted to be it had to do with some kind of okay. religion aspect of it. All right. But she, the, he was saying that that is wha- that's why you have two teams helping one person. The clergy and the medical team, they should be on the same page. Checks and balances. You should not have exercised somebody that is weak. Because so you need to be strong for that. They thought she was possessed. Yeah. That she was epileptic. What year is it? Uh, I should know this. I'm talking like, are we uh, wearing petticoats? No, 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 like, no, 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 no. I outside? will say like the f- Do we have indoor 50s, plumbing? 40s and 50s, 60s. Not later than okay. 60s, yeah. And it, this was huge because there was like, this is something criminal. So people well, were... How were anti-epileptic drugs at the time? 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think she didn't have them when she was older. She had them when she was younger. So she, he said that there was that there isn't a lot of medical information that he can like kind of be like maybe she did have this anticonvulsants is what they would be called. Yeah, I can't. I can't. That's what they're called, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. The little Sorry, thing. we're not doctors. <laughs> I think we've established <laughs> that. <laughs> but I'm saying like, did they have them at the time? They did. They did have them. And she chose not to take them. Yes, I think because but she made this decision after they thought that she was possessed. Right. So because of the church and the possession, she decided not yeah. to. Yeah. Because she was like, I'm possessed. Yes. Not epileptic. But I don't. Sorry. I, I, he says it in the book. I just forgot. Okay. Why was the, her decision? Okay. Um, so that's fine. You don't have to remember all the the, the details. <laughs> not important at all. I was just uh, curious. They went to trial. The parents. And the clergy. Mm-hmm. They went to jail for like six months. The priest. Yeah, because I mean, I understand respecting somebody's medical decisions, but they shouldn't be influenced like that, especially if you're, she was a child, correct? Yeah, she was 18, 17. 17. Okay, so. Yeah. yeah, but like, for example, like he talks about this Jewish guy. He was a schizophrenic. His family will be like, you need to go to the hospital. And they will take him. He was an older person. He was 18. But we know that this person it's a danger to them, to him, and to yeah. everybody else. So I think that's why he says, like, the negligence that happened in this case. Right. Yeah. But he says that they also, he like, advocating for, like, that. Like, understand that professionals need to understand that this happens to people. If somebody comes to you thinking they're possessed, you should listen. Even yes. if you don't believe, you should listen. Because maybe it's a mental illness that you can help, or maybe not. And you should know where to direct these people. But in any case, somebody is asking you for help. Yeah. Exactly. And so when we talk about that, the parents went to um, trial and all that. So he talks about the criminal justice system. And he says that he wouldn't like to be like, oh, serial killers are possessed. He was like, no, being a criminal doesn't mean that you're going to be possessed. No. So when people, he talks about this man committing like horrible crimes against their spouses, and they'd be like, I was possessed, the evil told me mm. to. He was like, I will hate for like the justice system to take that into consideration because it shouldn't be considered. He's like, the cases are so minimal that it shouldn't influence getting justice for somebody that got stopped like a hundred times. Yeah. Just because this person did it out of rage. And he says a lot of these people that commit these horrible crimes, they usually go through like a psych evaluation and yes. they usually have a mental illness. Yes. Not they're possessed. Very important. I think it's very important because I think there was a case. He talks about um, the people that did um, the conjuring, mm-hmm. the warrants. Mm-hmm. He talks about them. And he says that I think the last con- the last conjuring talks about that a case like that that he went to trial and he's like I was possessed. He tried to explain that he was possessed and the warrants worked with him, and po- of course he was found guilty. But they proved that he was possessed. Why did he do something? Yeah, he killed. Up, like he just went crazy. But he was like the the case was like he was possessed. I, I will say that in quotes because mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if it really happened. This was a conjuring movie. Yeah, the last one. And the warrants were there. I don't watch scary fucking movies. Actually, I did watch one of those (laughs) movies. No, I'm not even kidding. I watched it recently with Alex, and I don't remember which one it was. Fuck. 
oh my god it's so creepy i can't even think about it i'm sorry oh my god now i'm just getting creeped out and i don't even want to think about it i'm not gonna go to bed tonight <laughs> now you're looking oh at my, my god <laughs> when i was like this i was like does Brittany believe in this shit because like you do i no oh okay that's good no it just creeps me the fuck it's out it's just creepy like, yeah it makes me think it makes me think of creepy crawly stuff uh, and just like things uh, that go bump in the night and i've always been scared of the dark uh, okay terrified i do not sleep in the dark. Oh, okay, okay, okay. At all. Never. Oh, okay. And, like, even if, if I was sleeping at somebody's house, yeah, I would have to pass out drunk <laughs> and wake up in the middle of the night <gasps> and just deal with it. That's the only way I'm sleeping in the dark. Wow. Because I'm no, like, just can we crack a window open? <laughs> just put your um, flashlight on. In your, in I've your done phone. that. Yeah. I've done that. I, because I just, I can't do it because I'm so scared of what might be in the dark. Uh, and i mean like when i start picturing creepy stuff it's more of like the the shock like the the scaring what's that called when something like surprises you yeah like just that that i don't like like and like the creepy looking like uh, like the like the angry princess in 13 ghosts like she's always in my closet she's always in your closet And I don't even care that I don't have a bathtub in my ensuite. <laughs> Let me tell you, because she would be in it every time I tried to get in. You never seen 13 Ghosts, did you? No, you told me not to watch it. Oh, my God. There's this terrible scene when they move into this house, this glass house. And she, like, turns on the bathtub in the room she picked. And, like, she turns around. And then you, like, all of a sudden when you turn around, it's full of bloody water. And there's just this woman that's just, like, cut to pieces inside of the she's not cut to pieces she just cuts all over herself wow oh it's so creepy oh my god and they all have their backstories i fucking forget hers because like i but oh god i hate that movie i'm so creeped out i hate scary movies no but the conjuring movie i watched it was the conjuring it was one of the conjuring ones and it was when the first one is scary as fuck can you stop talking (laughs) what was the first one uh the mom the house in the basement. No, you didn't see that one. The second one. I don't really know which ones are part of the Conjuring ones, uh, okay. but they're scary. There was one with the mom in the basement. Yeah, she's the one that gets possessed and she tries to kill her daughter. And they they do the exorcism in the basement. I got scared. I I was at work and I was Who working. Who played the daughter? I don't I don't know it then. Um. The one I watched was like they were in a farmhouse. It was like orphans and they were in a farmhouse. And the thing was locked in a closet. Like the the demon was uh, being kept in a closet. And it was um 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 there was a scene that she jumps from there from the closet. No, bitch. Oh, oh conjuring <laughs> You think it's going to, but it doesn't. Oh. And you turn around and it's just like a figure in a sheet. Oh, no, and no, then no, the no, girl no, no, pulls no. the sheet down. And why she pulls the sheet? Oh, but there's nothing there, and it's the creep. I'm sorry, I'm screaming into the microphone. I'm already scared. So like, why will you pull the sheet? That's so fucking creepy. I'm pretty sure somebody just went deaf with me <laughs> screaming into this microphone, and I apologize. You're, like, all red. <laughs> but I'm not good at scary movies me either. at all. Me either. Okay. I covered my face the entire time. Maybe it was Annabelle Creation. I didn't watch that movie. I don't watch those movies, though. Is that a Conjuring movie? It is, like, part of the the story. But Creation. 
how did it appear? I don't fucking know. It wasn't. I don't think it was that one. This is scary. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I. No. Okay. To finish <laughs> my time. <laughs> um. So is basically his, his the point of the book, like I said before, is that he wants to stress how important it is to have medical assistance in these cases of people that think they're possessed or need help or are suffering and that professionals should be um, open. Yes. And he also says that there's people that are atheists and they're like, I'm not possessed. Um, I just want you to explain to me why this is happening. And like I said before, he's like, I'm sorry, I know you're atheist. I know you think there's no spirituality in this world, but you are. Anything that's happening to you, there's not a medical reason. So you need to... We need to look somewhere else. You need to be open-minded. Yeah. The end. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. Fuck. (laughs) I don't think it was scary. I think you scared yourself today. (laughs) No, this stuff was creepy. (laughs) Maybe because I read it, like... What usually what happens when I do the dive and I read it so many times, when I'm done, I'm like, oh, maybe this is boring. Because you know when you read it so many times? No, that's happened to me. I think you would like the story of the 13 ghosts, no? I like scary movies, but I don't like the jumpiness. I don't want all of the sudden, if I'm talking to you and somebody appears, like you lost me, like I'm done, I'm not. I don't like the suspense. All right, so yeah, there. it's a pretty jumpy one, but it's not the kind that builds suspense. Like the one I was just telling you that I watched more recently, that one is full of suspense, and then there's no jump. That's worse. It is so much fucking worse. <laughs> yeah. This was a creepy fucking movie. I don't even remember what the thing looked like. <laughs> to be honest, like there was a couple of scenes where you saw like a claw coming up and oh. I don't like that shit. I don't like. I don't like. like oh my god! Come on, like show yourself. I don't know why like I don't do that. Like I don't like the. But the, the, the thirteen ghosts it. is very much about the ghosts being there, and so like there is like you turn a corner and they're there. No. But there are also good ghosts. They're not all bad ghosts. Oh okay. And I mean like, un- arguably out of all of them, there's probably only a handful of bad air quotes ghosts. Mm-hmm. They were captured and put there for a reason, and it's all oh. about the house being a mechanism or something like that oh okay yeah because they all are like on a time and they get they're getting released slowly throughout the night and this family who's not aware they think they just came into this inheritance like this house Mm -hmm. they go there and they're like just chilling like sitting ducks being like slowly tortured throughout the night by these ghosts that are slowly getting released and like they start out with not so bad ghosts and Mm -hmm. then they start to get to like much worse jokes like ghosts yeah that will like attack you but then there there's all a reason in the end and Uh, you find out you know shock betrayal horror ah okay 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 and it's a glass house why to make it worse (laughs) it is a glass house right is that what i'm thinking i think you told me it was a glass. yeah like out in the woods or something it's very like you know it's very casper when they get that house, it's like uh, out in the woods. Okay. I will not live in the woods. Oh, me neither. Mm-mm. But just a recommendation if anybody wants to um, get scared. Eugenia will love this kind of movie. 13 Ghosts. <laughs> she likes that. And she's like, oh, that was boring. And I'm like, I didn't watch anything. It was 
a lot about the plot. So there's a lot of story to follow. It's good. Oh, it's good. Okay. It's like a mystery. Um, I watched it when I was about 14, and I think it was somewhat new. I'm pretty. I think we watched it on VHS. So, but I was in high school when I watched it, like oh, okay. ninth or tenth grade. So somewhere around there, early 2000s. Okay. So next, you like the book? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to know my hangover? Yes. Mm, we need to really broaden these. <laughs> we need to change the scale. Yeah, the scale is like everything's about enjoying stuff because I wrote it and I'm very like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But then we get to these books <laughs> that I'm like, I don't really want to use the phrase I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know what you mean. It intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Um, it intrigued me enough that I spent days telling people about it, I guess. Not really but i mean i would recommend it so i guess i would give it a three like if like when you have that well i i will give it a three because i recommended the book yeah like i think it has good messages Mm -hmm. i think it's very interesting i think it's well written i think that i i enjoyed what the author did a lot they won an award right like a bram stoker award yeah it was pretty good Mm -hmm. and so for what they were trying to do a solid three like the full three stars me too i will give it a three because this is the first in a while that i was like you need to read this book yeah but i don't talk about books with a lot of people but i recommended this book it's it can be a little bit at times but not as much as song of kali (laughs) and um i don't know i appreciated it i appreciated it for a lot of different me too me too and so that would make me highly recommend it yeah but i certainly didn't lose any sleep thinking about it oh no me either which I was like, point. when I was like listening in there, when I was done, I'm like, holy shit. So when Vanessa asks about our ratings, <laughs> this is why. Because our ratings read things like, I enjoyed it so much, I spent days telling people about it. And then it jumps to four, which is, I lost sleep thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, because I think you can start with liking it, the book, and then in the middle of it, you're like, what the fuck is this book? This is so boring. That happens a lot. Or you get like, oh, this book is kind of slow, and then at the end, boom, it's good. Mm-hmm. You never know how the book is going to be. <laughs> oh my goodness. I had a patient. She was like 10, I think. She was talking to me about how much she loves to read books and mm-hmm. stuff. And she was like, sometimes I like really enjoy a book, but I prefer if it's slow in the beginning and then it gets interesting um, or something like that. And she was like, because then when it's interesting in the beginning and then you read the whole book and then it gets boring, like it's almost like it wasn't worth the time. Wow. She was like, I'm going to start reading the Harry Potter books soon. My mm. heart was melting and I never <laughs> feel that way when there's a kid in my chair. <laughs> that's a very we had such an intense conversation when the doctor came in to do the exam i was like oh damn (laughs) (laughs) that is such a good like observation of books it is so true she she went deep and she didn't even know it i'm like this kid knows what she's talking about (laughs) like damn can you recommend some books she honestly she did recommend a couple of books none of them i would read Uh. but um she when I asked what kind of books she likes, most kids would give you like a title or a series, like yeah. the Captain Underpants or some shit. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Well, I really like mystery novels." What the hell? I, thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, it was adorable. Okay. Um. Right. So. <laughs> moving on. Uh, sorry about all of this rambling. This is going to be a full-on two-hour episode, but it was really interesting. After um. After you're done, <laughs> if you're not too terrified, if you want to, 
<laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Budgossip Podcast or emails at Budgossip Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and then also you can rate and review us. Um, certainly not based on my screaming earlier, but you know, we would love a review if you can. Yes, please. We you can. I'm pretty it. sure you can. Wow. Okay. I was going to be nice about it this time. <laughs> no, we need to. It's, gonna be, it's been a long time. You can do it. Wow. Okay. Now people are going to be like, now I'm not going to yeah, do it I'm because not. you're telling now me. Now I'm going to go take out my review. <laughs> I'm going to unfollow you. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, After such fun. a great episode. <laughs> I know. Um. So what's next? Next, we're going to do the movie called Awakenings. Very good. I didn't finish it after I told you. So I want to finish I it. I haven't even started it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Right. Because I thought you were talking about The Awakening. No, I didn't Also know. a horror film. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm talking about it. I was one. like, huh? <laughs> she wants to watch that? I just watched Crimson Peak and it almost killed me. <laughs> that was too much for me. Wow. <laughs> just yanked my headphones down. All right. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed that. I found it extremely interesting. <laughs> it was. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>